пошли. Все вместе. Какие ваши доказательства? Кокаином. believer in elon musk after attending uh, ces and riding the hyperloop right right i went to ces i rode the uh, vegas loop i met with linda yaccarino and elon musk we all became good friends we had a few shots one night got drunk together it was a good time we're all good buddies now um well, i believe the leftist mafia just for what i believe i believe in <laughs> yeah, right. x's mission as the everything app my uh paychecks from work are already being uh <laughs> put directly into x's bank and uh i will be doing all my banking through the everything app yes i'm really happy for you matt oh nice. how much are they paying you for this <laughs> oh um i got monetized on twitter so i'll be making approximately 650 every two weeks uh six dollars and fifty cents that is okay. and uh <laughs> not bad, not bad. wow pretty good pretty good just like uh, I did. Uh, out of all those things that yeah. I said, the one thing that is true is I did ride on the Vegas Loop, um, and it is uh, pretty and? pointless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I spoke about it on my uh, on my That's own stream the other day, uh, and like, all right. So people, I think people have to understand what it is. Basically, the Las Vegas Convention Center is this absolutely huge, multi-building like. Uh, place it's huge mm -hmm. it's got like the north wing the south wing the west wing the you know all it's all over the place it's this and it's all the same compound like the uh vegas convention center and the loop basically takes you to each one of those wings through the like that that's it like mm -hmm. it doesn't go throughout like the vegas strip or anything like that so for the purpose of this very small space and being like sort of a gimmicky thing that you would use, I guess, at a convention center, it does its job uh, as far as when I used it. Like I got to point A to point B in a very short amount of time. I mean, it, it's not because the loop, the, the Teslas were going super fast. It was because there's not much space to go between the two to point A and point B. It's like one side of the building to the other side of the very large building. Um, so like i guess for the purpose it serves it's fine um maybe it was quicker to build a tunnel with just one lane roads 
than it would have been to set up like a little underground monorail or subway system for this, again, this one building, this one giant building. But like, I can't possibly see it being like rolled out to like, like multi stations throughout a city. It's not, it can't do that. Uh, I spoke with the, one of the drivers and again, there are drivers. Oh, I was going to ask you, like, is it just the Tesla car? Like it's just the Tesla car. There's 92 cars. I believe the guy said in the whole loop system, um, each one has a driver. Uh, they technically can go up to 40 miles per hour in the tunnels, but they're told at least for this event, not to go more than 30 miles per hour. Um, I'm pretty sure I go through the Lincoln Tunnel or the Holland Tunnel here in New York City much quicker than 40 miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, it was fine for its very specific purpose in a very small space at a convention center. I cannot possibly see it being rolled. Because look at it this way. If one of those 92 cars broke down in one of the tunnels, there's no getting to that station for as long as it takes to remove that car from the tunnel because again the tunnel has one singular lane but there are rgb gamer lights in the tunnel so let's go there you go (laughs) uh speaking of which i love the post that you uh, or the picture that you took rather of the the razor car with uh gaming desktops I-, I watched a couple of videos on ces and it seems like just so much of this tech is really pointless like i get that not all of this is going to come to consumers but like there were so many things that just had me wondering why for example there was the tv that you could see through i just can't imagine what the point of that would be um there was a bunch of different robots like kind of like a roomba but like different kinds that like right. one can go and project things onto the wall and it could be a touchscreen, but it's like, but why would you need this? Just pull out your phone. Like, I just, I don't know. What was your takeaway overall from it? Because it seemed really pointless based on what I saw anyways. Right. So I like going to CES. Well, at least last year was my first time attending. I liked going to it to be a hater. Last mm-hmm. year was all about Web3 and the blockchain and Metaverse was a huge thing at last year's CES. All that stuff was completely, nearly completely entirely absent at the C at CES. Now CES is huge. I didn't get to every single place on the floor. It spans like 10 or 12 different subsections throughout multiple different buildings It's at the convention center. It's at, uh, the convention center within one of the, the Venetian, one of the hotels it spans it's big. But from what I saw, I saw no metaverse. I saw maybe one or two blockchain things that had nothing to do with crypto speculation. I saw no Web3. Uh, I would say the big trends this year were like AR, like he- like wearables, like AR headsets and stuff like that, and AI. But with that said, it wasn't like the pointless, ridiculous stuff we see where like, oh, everyone's using like chat GPT and it's all about AI writing tools, like, and, you know, replacing artists with AI, uh, stealing, uh, you know, established artists work and then just creating this, these ugly AI images with 20 fingers. It was like actual like things that you can see being used for, for real utility purposes, like accessibility things or... Uh, one of the big things I saw, because a, n- a number of companies were doing this, real-time auto-translation. So if, like, say you're on vacation in a country where they speak Spanish or Japanese or Chinese, like, you hear the auto 
translation of the person speaking to you in English in like the oh, wearable you cool. are like that that's useful yeah um that's crazy so like Babel this face. year it was kind of mm -hmm. like yeah there's the stuff that you'll never see uh, the the stuff that's kind of silly but like nothing was harmful nothing mm. was grifting nothing was at least what I saw so it was totally different CES um the AI hype you see online was not there uh, Metaverse and Web3 and blockchain as it pertains to CES is dead, at least for now. So, you Can know, I ask not... why? Like, how did that happen? Because, like, Web3 was supposed to completely change the way all commerce and information and everything was done on the internet. Like, we were supposed to blockchain everything. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm super thrilled that that's not happening. It was going to be a disaster. But, like, it, it's not like Bitcoin is at zero, right? It's not like crypto's gone. Right. Crypto's always going to have, like, a place as long as people can make money off of it. So, like, what, what happened? I, I mean, I, I think obviously the uh, collapse of the the crypto market was huge. Um, mm. A lot of companies decided that they weren't going to stay in or they were getting out or a lot of them weren't even doing this stuff to begin with and were just using the buzzwords to pretend they were like a Web3 company because it was the cool thing to pretend to be. Um, I mean, when it comes to the metaverse, uh, that was Facebook's baby, and everyone thought Facebook was going to lead the charge there, and they lost billions of dollars because no one cared to use the metaverse. So, I mean, there there was no like money to even piggyback off of, uh, to to like remain in that space. I just think um, the market wasn't there for it. Like last year, you could argue that um you know the market is is about to you know come into fruition and it was about to grow and people were just realizing like that was their problem that was probably what they were pitching to investors but this year it's hard to argue that when it came it had its moment in the limelight and it failed miserably yeah that's yeah also like the good the, the barrier to entry for like a you know a vr headset that you already have to go over that hurdle and then you have to hope that the person that gets that actually wants to engage socially through facebook which most people that I don't know, people that i know that buy a headset are, are gamers like that's mm -hmm. largely the audience so i don't know and even then it's a it's not a lot of people like it, vr gaming is not massive either right now and it's been out for you know a decade at this point so it's just it's it's too expensive people have no money and there's just very little time and interest to to spend in your head on a headset as opposed to you know doing anything else no yeah, and, right. I, I think and nobody wants to a... talk to people like Metalverse, so you can talk to your Facebook <laughs> friends. I don't want to talk to any of these people. Right. <laughs> it just right. doesn't make sense. But it's all free on VR chat, and that's popular. I think. I think like it, yeah, VR chat yeah. already did it. Did it better for free, and there was True. nothing anyone like. I think. I think the problem with the Metaverse is that they were pitching it as this can replace your jobs. Like this could be your job, and it's like, do you want to go into a fantasy world where you work in an office all day? And everyone was like, no. That's like that. That looks and sounds horrible. Why would anyone want that? It's very yeah, it's like it ruins the whole purpose yeah. of like, or one of the benefits of working from home is that you are. You see that you're in your home. <laughs> if you, yeah. if you're at home, working <laughs> yeah. from home and you're now you're back at work, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I remember they, right. they had like this concept of shopping where you had your VR yeah. headset and a shopping cart and you're picking like this ugly PS1 like store and you're like grabbing something, put it in. As opposed to like, like buy. 
<laughs> a purchase. Yeah. yeah. So like, much how easier. How is that more convenient? Why do you want to spend? Yeah. Why do you want to spend time in the store when you're? The whole point of online shopping is you don't have to be at the store. Skip. It's, 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 yeah. I can do something else now. <laughs> so ridiculous. Right. Matt, right, I'm curious. Right. There was one thing that I saw that I was. I don't, I'm not like optimistic about it, but I thought that could be interesting if done right. So there's a, a gaming monitor that is 3D without glasses that's similar to the 3DS. Like it's stereoscopic 3D and you don't need to like, you just, did you get to try that? I did not. Well, first of all, let me just ask, am I, am I lagging for you guys? Because everyone, everyone's lagging for me. Uh, a tiny bit. Okay. I might have your to voice restart. is off. Of, your voice is off a bit, but it's not like it's out of sync a bit, but you're not really lagging, at least not for me. Okay. Um, well, you know, I, I didn't get to see that one. I saw 3D monitors last year and I thought they were cool, but I didn't see them this year. The big thing this year were those transparent displays from Samsung and TCL. Uh, they were like, uh, the big, uh, I think, uh, you know, hit this year where it just looks like a, a big slab of glass. And then you turn the TV on, like see-through glass, and the display shows up where that like slab of see-through glass was. Um, you know, cool, but you know, uh, pointless. But also, <laughs> but, but also like, harmless too. Like not too like horrible tech. Like just cool. Yeah. You know, it's okay. That's mid, but it's not gonna uh, bring about the destruction of jobs or uh, or do anything too negative. It's it. That's I like that. I like the cautious optimism there. Right, right. Rebecca, hey. how's How it going? Sorry, y'all. Had my Alexa playing. But um, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just popping in. <laughs> oh, nice, you replaced Bender. Upgrade. Yeah, we were just getting an update with the uh, with his trip to CES, but now that you're here, we don't need him. We kicked him out. All right, where'd he go? Look, he got me. Oh, no, I just wanted to reset to see if that fixed. Am I lag? Is my voice still off or is it better? It looks better, better now. It looks me. better. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good time. It was a good time. Nice. 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 How was your week, it's Rebecca? A- oh, it was, um, how was my week? It was very, it's been a lot, like work, 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 but, um, uh, I had a good therapy session and I had, st- like, I'm not somebody who said like this year, I would say like, um, too many resolutions, um, this year, because I feel like I started like at the end like of December, I was like, okay, you know what, we're even like the beginning of December. I was like, okay, you know what, we're going to do some things. And like I said, in the short clip that I had posted, I've already failed like a lot. And I think this week <laughs> I, it was a lot of failures. And I was taking it a little hard on myself. So it was kind of hard. But then I was really like um, speaking like words of affirmation in those times. Um, Not like I would say in a corny way, but I was more so like, okay, I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for this. Every time something was going wrong, I would just find something to be thankful for. And that was helpful for me to get through the week. So it wasn't bad. I just had to navigate through some issues during the week but it was was i nice nice no resolution is going to be perfect that's one thing to uh keep in mind yeah uh, i think we all there's like even statistics about this like one of the most popular resolutions is like fitness and gym and people usually stop altogether Mm -hmm. within like two weeks i think it is so 
Uh, but sometimes people don't. Like I had a New Year's resolution last year to uh, lose weight and go to the gym. And I stopped, but then started again. And then I, I met my goal. So, you know, it's uh, sometimes you just fuck up, but it's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. Like I said, you could mess up a million times, but you got to be because I mean, I be I be like, OK, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Like I've been doing the dry January without necessarily like I didn't know that was a thing until I went to the store and now Target has like these champagne bottles. Like they have a section for it. Beer, but it's non-alcoholic. Champagne, <laughs> non-alcoholic, like a whole section. I didn't even know that they catered huh. to that. Um, but I've been doing that and that's been really good. Like just going through the month, not that I'm like a drunk or anything, but I do love a good glass <laughs> of wine. And on Fridays, I will go get me some Haitian rum and have that like a little party after work in my home and take my ass to sleep. But um, I've been doing that and that's been really helpful navigating through like issues without feeling like, I, you know what, I need a drink. I need a drink because it's been a day, it's been a week. So it's been, that's been good. And working out too hasn't been like sluggish when I'm like, when I'm drinking, I know I'll be like fighting through it. I ain't gonna hold you. I fight mm -hmm. through it. And because it's been so cold, I haven't been able to go hiking like I usually do. So I've been doing like inside or at the gym here and um, I don't be wanting to get up. So mm. like but being sober, I'm like, okay, I'm awake. I'm not sluggish. So I get to just get up and do what I need to do and do work. So that's been helpful. But the non-alcoholic, they have a lot of non-alcoholic, alcohol looking drinks. I didn't so know just for um, for January, it's a big thing with Gen Z. Gen Z apparently mm -hmm. they're not uh, they're not as big on alcohol and drinking as uh, like millennials we were. Yeah, oh, okay, they're, uh, they're, we yeah, are. How do they survive? Yeah, how do they survive um, through, through life? Right, <laughs> prescription drugs probably. Or okay, oh, that's fair. <laughs> it's always so something. Fair. Just trade one vice for another. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Different substances, really. Interesting. But that's good. Generation Z gets it. I mean, alcohol has been. I think I got real. I started drinking more, and I'm blaming. I'm blaming everything on the pandemic. Um, like mm -hmm. when the, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were having parties at home. You know, remember that we were having like parties on Zoom, like mm -hmm. like I was meeting up with old college friends I ain't seen in like 10 years. But and we're all online <laughs> and having our like birthday parties or joining together and everybody had drinks. I mean, the liquor store stayed open and mm -hmm. they were making a lot of money and I was drinking everything in it like wine. I don't even drink vodka like that, but we had like vodka. I bought it just because it was pink and it was cute. And like, and we were just drinking, drinking, drinking. I tried new margaritas, like all kinds of things. And then I realized, girl, like you, you're gaining so much weight. It was food, ordering out all the time. It was a mess, but. I think everyone went through that in COVID. Oh yeah, like, like that's, that's mm -hmm. the first time I ever I would see friends like blacked out in Zoom calls. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was this a wild is the future. Time. Yeah, this is the future. <laughs> and now we're all like in therapy where we're all like, you know, trying to wean off of some like whatever our vice was at the time to get us through. Like people are trying to like not be so dependent on it and, and know they can. Hey, I can live without that. There was a point in time that mm -hmm. I did. I can, you know, minimize this usage and yeah, and be OK. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I have not made any progress towards my New Year's resolutions, unfortunately. That's all right. Um, but you know, care to I'm, share I'm not what they are. Up. 
Yeah, what yeah. are yours? Mine was kind of vague. It was just more like um, try to take. So last year was me taking my physical health seriously, and I do feel like I accomplished that. But I mean, it's it's a work in progress. Uh, this year, I really want to take yeah. my mental health seriously, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure what that means. Like maybe see uh, a therapist or something like that. Uh, I have reached out to a couple of clinics, but they haven't gotten back to me. It's just a matter of like figuring out who takes my insurance. I yeah. did start my own at home cognitive behavioral therapy for panic disorder. Okay. Uh, and I, I, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'll keep, I'll keep doing that. But basically you're supposed to, uh, simulate, um, panic attacks by giving yourself a panic attack through various means. Like if you kind of feel shortness of breath, you're supposed to breathe through a straw for several minutes, like things like if you're claustrophobic, you're supposed to like put your, and you're supposed to do it over and over and over again until you get used to the feeling to where you don't really have that fear anymore. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of like how I'm trying therapy. to exactly mm -hmm. yeah so i'm trying to recalibrate my brain i've done this before like my my anxiety with like really long car rides and stuff like that it went mm -hmm. away when i had to commute to work and to school but since now you know i don't i don't really leave i don't have a reason to leave as much um there's not really like the potential for me to expose myself to to that and and you know trigger my claustrophobia so when i am in a situation where i'm in a car for like 30 minutes it's like oh fuck i'm having hot flash just like this is uh this is annoying um, mm -hmm. so yeah, just trying to work through that and then, uh, force myself to do, uh, to do more, more things. That's good. That's really yeah. good. I mean, what therapy can come in. That's what I was saying last time. Therapy can come in so many different forms. It doesn't have to be talk therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever works for you, uh, works for you. So that sounds yeah. good that you're working towards something. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the subject of, uh, politics and stuff, I shared a link with you all to a video, <laughs> um, because, I feel like this week Biden is going out of his way to um, like, it feels like he's not trying to win. So there's a video today uh, that went viral. Where he was talking about, you know, is, is, uh, is our bombing campaign uh, in Yemen working? No. Are we going to continue it? Yes. And then there was this interview uh, on the view where Sonny Hostin asked Kamala Harris uh, what the Biden administration's response is to young people, Gen Z uh, millennials uh, when it comes to Israel, Palestine. And her answer was, just so bad and somebody pointed this out on twitter um look at the way she speaks about october 7th and then uh the gazan genocide and the way that all of a sudden when she switches to talking about um gaza there's just this lack of humanity and coupled with the fact that like her answer is abysmal it just is it like i, I feel like at this point i've kind of just accepted that uh they're gonna lose and trump's gonna be the next president based mm -hmm. on how they're handling this Many say that one of your many strengths as a surrogate is your connection to young people. Nobody I says this, that by the way. True. But she's trying <laughs> to be nice. Between 18 and 29 years old stand out as disapproving of the way the Biden administration is handling the Israel-Hamas war. Um, they do not support sending weapons and money to Israel. They are advocating for a humanitarian ceasefire. Um, how does the administration respond to the concerns of this very important part of the Democratic voter base. So let's start with this. Um, and you're right, Sonny. In fact, uh, in the fall, I embarked on what I called a, a college tour mm -hmm. and met with over 15,000 students um, across the country. Um, I, I just have to say I love Gen Z, by the way. I, <laughs> I think it's a spectacular generation. <laughs> And but, pause there for a second. That comes off as so forced. Like, yeah. by the way, 
Also, by the way, vote for us, please, 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 but vote for us, please. I love Gen Z, and I was in, I was at the HBCUs. At me, I was because I went to one. At Gen Z, shout out to Gen Z. It's given, <laughs> yeah. Could you rewind it really quick so before bad. we replay it, just so I can hear? I, I want to hear what the question was again. <laughs> sure. Stop it. One of your many strengths as a surrogate is your connection to young people. Mm -hmm. I believe that to be true. Mm -hmm. Now, voters between 18 and 29 years old stand out as disapproving of the way the Biden administration is handling the Israel-Hamas war. Um, they do not support sending weapons and money to Israel. They are advocating for a humanitarian ceasefire. Um, how does the administration respond to the concerns of this very wow. important part of the Democratic voter base? So let's start with this. Um, and you're right, Sonny. In fact, uh, in the fall, I embarked on what I called a, a college tour mm -hmm. and met with over 15,000 students um, across the country. Um, I, I just have to say I love Gen Z, by the way. I, <laughs> I think it's a spectacular generation. And But all of that to say, you're absolutely cool. right. Kay. I have talked with young people, cool. many around the country, and I've heard them, I see them, and I understand. I understand. Um, but I think it's important <laughs> that while we understand where they're coming from, which I do, that we not lose sight of the context, which is, let's just go back to October 7th. We can't deny the significance of a vicious, brutal attack that caused the death of 1,200 innocent people, a lot of them young people who are just attending a concert. Yeah. Women who were brutally assaulted and raped. And again, as someone who spent a lot of my career focused on those kinds of crimes, the horror of it. <laughs> and all of that to also then say, Israel has a right to defend itself. We would. And how it does matters. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, she, the pause there and then the way she was like, and how it does matters. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, this yeah. is because this is let's not, say there's like a school shooter. Do you bomb the school to get the shooter? Because that's what Israel is doing school. to Gaza. No, you definitely bomb the school. As I mean, this is what you bomb yeah. the town. Yeah. You bomb you bomb the the town. Sorry. Yeah. You bomb the entire town. town. How can you be yes. sure until the whole town is gone? That's what you yeah. do. Yeah. I love how right after being like Gen Z is cool. She says the most condescending thing ever. And, you know, right. in case you didn't know, October 7th was bad. You like, know, as if that's, years. by the way, like, she's like, right. By the way, I got to add context here. October 7th. How about the 50 years prior to October? How about like the yeah. entire history? Right. How do you ignore all of that context? Yeah. The only context is the is the single terror attack that, that you're mentioning. Like mm -hmm. it, it's so dishonest. How about yesterday? How about right now? Right. With the people who are right. Like how about you talking about October 7th and I'm not like what we know here, especially here, we all talk about this all the time. Nobody should be dying. And you're wanting to point out this thing, the concert again, and make that a thing. But since then, how many more people died? Okay, let's talk about that, what we've been seeing. But go ahead, keep playing it, because see, I'm going to get deep. <laughs> there have been far too many innocent Palestinians that have been killed. The president oh and I and many members of our administration have been very clear. The difference in I've been over, on over yeah, right? 14, 15 calls that the president has had with Bibi Netanyahu about Bibi, what Israel must friend. do to protect innocent civilians. Um, we all want this to end. 
as soon as possible. And how it ends matters. Yeah. Which includes that Israel must be secure, that there must be an equal measure of security for the Palestinians who are entitled to dignity and self-determination. The hostages must be freed. Mm -hmm. And it, since the first day, I have been very focused, in addition to all we just discussed, on the day after. I do believe we must be committed to an eventual two-state solution. Eventual. And we have articulated... And by the way, can you pause it really like quick? Today, just today, uh, Netanyahu said, from the river to the sea, unironically, Israel will control all of that. All of that. Yeah. So mm. just to give you some additional context, he, you know, what like, she, when she's saying this. He, he's Netanyahu is publicly spitting in the face of the Biden administration after yeah. they're, they're publicly saying, hey, we want to we want to see, you know, this is what we want to see after the end of this so-called war, even though one side's doing all the bombing. This is what we, what we want to see is, you know, two states. Netanyahu just saying, no, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that we're going to control everything from the river to the sea using that phrase that mm -hmm. is so... That has been so co widely condemned when anyone on the left uses it in in, in reaction or in response and trying to advocate for a a single state solution with equal rights for for everybody, but when when leaders in Israel literally say no, we want to destroy Gaza completely, take over all of the land, it, it's just th this is this is their partner. Netanyahu is their partner. That's the guy they're sending weapons to. That's the guy that Biden is ignoring Congress to f continually fund. And how how can you possibly think you can hold the state accountable when you give them everything that they want while claiming, oh, but we are advocating for our position and they're, you know, we're, we're in talks, they're listening. Why would they listen to anything you're saying if you already give them everything they want regardless? It's just the, the yeah. entire strategy here is obviously ridiculous and not working if they actually, by the way, if they actually care. If they're actually being serious, which I would, I don't, it's hard to think that, that the Biden administration actually wants any kind of solution here when their actions don't show that. Yeah. And on top of that, keep in mind, only 11 Democrats in the Senate voted for Bernie Sanders resolution to simply have the State Department report on whether or not Israel is doing human rights abuses. I mean, you don't really need that report. It's pretty obvious. But like it was a way to just say, hey, we do care and we're just going to follow up. There's like, no, fuck it. We're not, we're not even going to try to rein them in. So this is why they're doing that. So every single time they say, yeah, they've killed too many Palestinians. We do care about this. You know, how they defend themselves matter. Proportionality matter. Like they don't like, they're just lying. Mm -hmm. It's also like, it's a, it's a massive disconnect from where like Gen Z is at on this. I don't know if you've watched like TikToks by like, you know, very famous or big Gen Z accounts. They are so tuned into this issue. Like what mm -hmm. she's talking about right now, this could have been talking points maybe, you know, near the end of October or something. We're at a point now where you've got like what uh, hundreds, if not thousands of doctors going to the UN saying, hey, the mass starvation that we warned you about, that's taking place now. We're at the mm -hmm. point where like uh, babies are dying because their mothers don't have enough milk to feed them. So now newborns are dying. That's how fucked up it is. Like over what, 10 kids a day uh, are having limbs amputated uh, without anesthetic. Like mm -hmm. at this point to, to keep doing this condescending bullshit where it's like well we 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 have said that we want to you know obviously limit the amount of human suffering like we're witnessing this shit happen in real time everyone is like this is fucking fucked stop 
I don't know. It's it's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, to, why can't she mention I, the words? Were the word ceasefire? We haven't heard her yeah. call out what's happening in Gaza or Palestine um, specifically. Uh, it's like she has to stick to the point. She has to stick to the talking points that keep Israel um, seeming like they're the only ones. Um, but in comparison, if we juxtapose the two. Gaza, Palestine, the people are dying. They are going to obliterate that place. And Israel will still stand. And all of the allies, including us, will still back them. So, yeah. Met with not only Israeli leaders, but Arab leaders about what that can look like if we have a commitment to the day after. So all of these things are true. Madam Vice President. And oh, I said. like the sound of that. It took mm-hmm. 244 years Girl, and 49 okay. men for us to be able to say that. <laughs> it did. It did. People are dying. Never take, never take it for granted. But let's talk about race in our own country. Okay. At a time when the Democratic Party is losing is some support among the This one, it's honestly not worth it. She just responds to Nikki Haley uh, saying that okay, America has so, never yeah. been a racist no. country. Her answer here is perfectly reasonable. Nothing worth criticizing. I just wish that, it, like, first of all, I'm happy. That, I'm really thankful that Sonny Hostin actually asked this question. I think that's super important. I just wish that there was a follow-up, but she probably only had one shot to take, and that was it. Uh, then we had Anna Navarro come in with the bootlicking. But, um, yeah, it's Not it's the so bootlicking. But yeah, I really so wanted bad. to hear what she said because that would be that would have been my first time hearing that. But because I remember um maybe two years ago, was it she said that America wasn't a racist country? Kamala Harris said this. Um, oh, she said that? Yes, she did. And I remember did she? I don't remember I that at all. Her. I covered it and she said America wow. isn't racist. Um, and this is when uh this is the beginning of COVID. We were all fighting for something to be done <laughs> for the protection of, of, of black people here in America. And then with COVID at the same time, we saw an uptick in um, Asian abuse and Asian hate crimes. So then the Asian hate crime bill happened and we didn't get anything for the African-Americans or black people in America. Um, and so she did say that. And a lot of people were like, hold on, sis. Like, wait a minute. Like, that's not. So I wanted to hear what she said. Oh, I have that right point. here, actually. OK, yeah, that might be because, in... yeah, I, I have the article well, maybe, right here. Maybe, from the Hill. maybe America wasn't a racist country then. And it at is that now. time, <laughs> it was definitely racist. that's why she said that. And then all of a sudden uh, signed off on the um, uh, anti-Asian hate crime. So so that happened. So she knew that America was definitely racist and she would have never had supported that bill to make sure that the Asians were protected um, because of Donald Trump's comments on China and, you know, it being the China flu, all of that. And they were getting mm. a- attacked in the streets. So she knew what's up. It's just, like I said, talking points. You got to stick oh. to it. So just I'm to clarify, though, yeah. like uh, Nikki Haley said that that the U.S. has never been a racist country. Yeah, I think she that's, said, that's, what she that's said. probably yeah. the okay. difference between her and, and Nikki her Haley's and name. You know, I really would love to name her by her. Was it and Nimar- she's just, Nimrata? She has. She's also yes, her actual name, of course, which she doesn't use. But she's also discussed how she has been, how she's faced racism, and she, I believe she's used those words. So for her to like, like maybe she, I don't know. Again, I'm not to get Nikki Haley's racist, head is weird. And um, but, but yeah. Kamala Harris said that we weren't. In, in a time where race was literally at the top of an issue at that time. We were dealing mm-hmm. with the George Floyds. We were dealing with the Breonna Taylors. We were um, having to fight 
for Black Lives Matter to be recognized. Um, they were blaming Black Lives Matter for a whole bunch of stuff that we had nothing to do with at the time. It was a lot happening at that time. And then Asians, we nobody wants, and again, and this is the thing, we don't want any minority to be abused for being who you are, for your skin color, for none of it. Not, no one should be for their skin color. And having to fight for that was a thing. And her representing uh, the Asian side and also um, the Black side, she's both. So we were looking for something there and for that to have been a comment. That's why I wanted to see how she was going to answer it there. And if she said something, you know, I can show it if you want to see it. Um, see yeah, it. I would, I would love to hear. I would, I yeah, would by the way, to hear it. I do have the quote. Uh, so the headline from The Hill is Kamala Harris agrees with Senator Tim Scott, a Republican, that America is not a racist country. And she said, and I quote, no, I don't think America is a racist country. So it happened. I remember I covered it like nobody's business. I went off that day. <laughs> During 2021 to say this, wow. Never take, never take it for granted. But let's talk about race in our own country. Okay. At a time when the Democratic Party is losing some support among Latinos, among black voters, Nikki Haley, who like you is of Southeast so Asian descent, I just said this week that this mm -hmm. country has never been a racist country. So let me ask you directly, <laughs> Do you agree that America has never been a racist country? You know, I, first of all, and, and I think everyone agrees, we all agree, um, the issue of race in America is not something that should be the subject of the soundbite. Oh, yeah, and then right. she does a soundbite. The history of racism <laughs> in America should never be the subject of a soundbite or a, a, a question that is meant to elicit a one-sentence answer. Girl, so there answering. is no denying <laughs> that <laughs> we have in our history as a nation racism and that racism has played a role in the history of our nation. And when I think about it, I, I think we all would agree that while um, it is part of our past and, and, the, and we see vestiges of it today, Vestiges. We should also be committed collectively to not letting it define the future of our country. But we cannot get to a place of progress on the issue of race by denying the existence of racism. By denying. That was like six sound bites in a row. Of racism. It was. To suggest that enslaved people benefited from slavery. We will not grow as a country to push that not kind of approach and kind doctrine and misinformation. It is not in our best interest to evolve I think she's on the issue into, of race uh, in there. America. In to suggest yeah. that the Civil War was prompted by anything other than slavery yeah. in America. It is I'm not in the best interest of our progress oh, this, uh, as a nation to ban books and deny This is 17 sound bites, baby. Seven weeks. Going for the high school. I got, just a heads up. I got a message on my YouTube stream saying that uh, this is copyrighted content. You, you, oh, okay. got, you got a copyright strike? What? Oh, damn. No, oh, I, I, just, I, just, I just Your stream has been temporarily blocked. We detected video oh, belonging to a copyright source. Oh, How wow. could you? This was commentary. All right. We were criticizing this. I, we were saying yeah. this is shit. This is poo poo. Oh. I have used the view many a time in my yeah. videos, especially when Megan McCain was on the view. So what do you do when that happens? You, you right log now. out and come back in. Right now. It's there's no video. Yeah, it's not. It's not. The stream is unavailable. No, mine's fine. Mine's up. Yeah, mine is too. Mine is unavailable. I've never had an out. issue. I've never had an in. issue with the view. I'll be my back. YouTube's down. My Twitch is up. 
Let me check. My YouTube my, my I'll be back. No, mine's fine. Well, send those super chats to uh, <laughs> Rational National and Humanist Report. We're uh, good. Rebecca, I still see yours. <laughs> Let me see. I see Matt and Rebecca's. And David. I mean, yeah. it's up, but I, it says stream unavailable. Let me try to watch Let it. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. No, it works. Works. I, I click, well, I'm, works, sorry, mine Matt's, works. I'm not sure. Matt's is not working. It does Wonderful. say stream unavailable. Wonderful. Wow. That's so random. That's, We've yeah. used clips many times on this show as well without yeah. you guys the having view, issues. The view is pretty heady about how they actually copyright strike. I should have said something. Mm. Well, it's, it's, I mean, clearly it's automatic, right? Like they're not, I yes. can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. But for some oh, reason. K Hives that tried to take a sound. I didn't know that. microphone. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the K Hives. Well, if we if we want to get some non copyright uh, Kamala content, I put a link to the uh, TikTok impersonator of Kamala Harris, who is <laughs> wait. But the again, best. we're talking to nobody right now. Let's restart this. Show. <laughs> no, but no, no we, we are talking streaming. to people. I, I, <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Why can't we just hang out and have a conversation? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh wait, my stream's back. My stream's back. Is right. it? Again, my stream is fine. So Mike's yeah, yours my, is fine, yeah, right? We're back. We're yeah, back. mine's we're fine. Back. We're good. Mine. My YouTube Rebecca's was never down for me. It was, it probably, it sounds like it was just you, Matt, for like half a second. I think it's fine. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, mine's up. Is there a certain amount of audience viewers you need us to wait for, Binder, before you're willing to have a conversation? The number hasn't even changed on screen for me. It's it's still, it's like over a thousand. So I think we're fine. That sucks, though. Why did that happen? I don't know. Hmm. It was, it's just an. I think it's just auto. It was just like an auto. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's a. But it's weird how. Rebecca, is yours back? Oh, you're back. No, I, I just took it down. I put up another one. So, oh, and I keep putting up the wrong date on that. But yeah, I just took it down. Mm. It was it was down. It was telling me that it's not available. Yeah, it, it seems I like think Matt's it, is it, back. It right? blurs out the. Uh, it blurs out like it, it shows a message that says this stream is not available while you're playing that content. And I guess when it. The text you stopped. Oh, so I should have left it playing, but it's okay. Yeah, okay, just okay. roll over to the new string. Okay. Well, well, now just to um, we should play the the uh, impersonator of Kamala because I do want everybody to see weird. that. Um, let me let me pull that. That was very music. weird. Though. It was. Mm-hmm. I've never oh, seen that before. Which, that must be. Sure? I blame K Hive. It was K Hive. Yeah. Well, K Hive, we love you, and we'll never stop loving you. Okay. Um, but here's this for you. I'm going to share it. They're going to love it. It's objectively hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I just opened, I opened your link. <laughs> Have you seen it? I mean, it's so good. I'm okay. trying to find out how to stop. What the hell's going on here? Here, you're going to share it. All right, go okay, ahead. Okay, yeah, I got it. Okay. Kamala Harris. <laughs> I am here with representative, okay, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very great representative. I want to stress bipartisanship. Charlie here is a Republican. Okay. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> is that a coyote? Pretty good. Is that a coyote? No, it's not a coyote. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that banshee? There was a banshee and it screamed. Did you hear it? <laughs> the, game is called Go the, the laugh is out. on point. 
Yeah. I just yeah. can't take I can't take her seriously. She sits on the show, and that was a good impersonation, by the way. The, um, yeah, just FYI, Alien Reese on TikTok. She's really, really funny. I gotta, I gotta, I need to get on back on TikTok. Like, it, I, I can't do the dancing no more. I mean, I can, but I ain't got time. But um, Kamala Harris, I haven't seen her in ages, and I know that they're making their moves, and they're uh, she's outside again because they're campaigning and they're trying to pull their crowds and they're trying to, um, they know the issue, the biggest one. And every time they go somewhere, they're going to sit down with people. And I don't like that they're going to use the fact that she is um, the first woman black vice or black Asian vice president type of thing. Um, the administration is still doing wrong. So I need people to challenge her on that. I know the question that was asked by Sunny was a, a bit, you know, it was a, I would say a challenging question at the view. Um, but I, for her to answer the question and the questions and how she answered them lets me know she, there's no sincerity there. Um, and I would I would have loved for her to name Palestine by name, Gaza by name, to just like acknowledge them as people who have been dying, been affected gravely by this war, by what's happening. Um, but of course, that's not going to happen. And I think that's her interview at The View will hurt um, their campaign even more. Uh, I, like you said, it's just like they want to lose almost. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that she wants to go out with her name um, being attached to it uh, when she when they do leave office. And so they're going to do this cleanup so that she's not a so, so it's not like she never answered those questions. She's not a part of that history. But baby, you will be. That blood will be on your hands. Um, I just don't like that this is how um, I know that she has to stick to the script and that's what we're getting, but we're, we're listening and we're seeing that. And if you want to appeal to generation Z, Gen Zers, this ain't going to be the way because they tougher than millennials when it comes to that, you know, yeah, that's, that's such, testing them out. Right. And it's, it, the problem is it's such a non-answer. And I actually looked at some of the comments to that video and the views audience is very, very liberal. Like they are almost as blue MAGA as it gets. And almost all of the comments were saying that that was such a terrible answer. And they're happy that Sonny uh, had asked the question because it's like they kind of seemingly have their head in the sand or they're just choosing to not even try to win over Gen Z, which it, honestly, at this point, it's a really cynical point of view. But it seems like they're just trying to not win over Gen Z. And mm -hmm. there's this like there's this idea that maybe Biden is focused more on converting moderate Republicans um, as opposed to winning over Gen Z, which I mean, sure, you like you don't have to pick and choose, but just like he knows that moderate Republicans don't care about uh, Palestine at all. And even a lot of moderate Democrats, you know, a lot of liberals don't. It is a young people thing that in particular an Arab American thing that he is uh, struggling with. He is trying to win back Arab Americans, at least in a small way. He tried to set up a meeting with some Arab leaders in, I think, Michigan, but a lot of them were not even willing to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So. That's I mean, it, it shows you that, OK, he there's this like instinct in him to think, oh, I should try to repair this bridge. Uh, it's a little bit tone deaf to do that as you're still doing the genocide. 
But he at least like he has the self-awareness to realize I should do this. When it comes to Gen Z, it's just like, fuck off. Like that, that's it's the sense. too little too late. Like, right. what are you talking about? This, they've been dying for a minute now. And a yeah. lot of people have been murdered. And you guys are still parading around as if there's no blood on your hands. There's you guys haven't aided in this. And that's problematic. And I think that when you're just not being sincere, when you guys are showing up and you want these old accolades for being um the first and for 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 attaching yourself to the first and we we we're tired of it. Like I said, even yeah. when Barack Obama was president, it was beautiful. Like we had we went through that already. So but when things were wrong and when things needed to be questioned, like we're gonna do that too. Great to have you as president. Love you, mean it. But now we got some other things to talk about. And Kamala, I haven't seen you since you sworn in. Maybe three times, baby. Like I don't yeah. understand. So what can? This is a great time to start answering some questions and to show yourself. Even and this is the best time because if y'all ain't gonna win, baby, you shouldn't be going out like this. You just shouldn't be going out like this. But I understand she has to. She has to stick to the It's script. not going to work, though. That's the fucked up thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people aren't just going to turn this off. You're not going to forget this, mm -hmm. uh, especially like key demographics that you need to win in like swing states, mm -hmm. Arab voters, Muslim voters, young people, you know, people of color. They're not all suddenly just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're past that now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, not about canceling either. Like, this is beyond that. This is actually people understanding what leadership should look like, what we want our leadership to feel like. And um, if this is what we're going to have for Democrats or, you know, like, we're this ain't it. This is not this is not what we want to sign up for just because you are the first woman and, and woman of color vice president. We made strides with that. We get that. We acknowledge that. But there's bigger fish to fry here. There's bigger things to have a conversation about. And where are you on the side of that? Yeah. And that's the thing. They try to uh, gaslight us and make us feel like we're still making progress as a society because there is improvements when it comes to descriptive representation. Right. We had the first black president, now the uh, first uh, female president. Like these are all objectively good things, I think. Mm -hmm. But it is not a substitute for actual policy. It's mm -hmm. not a substitute for exactly. actually making progress. Yeah. Because the reason why descriptive representation in theory is supposed to matter is because that's going to get better substantive representation for these marginalized groups that were historically disrepresented and excluded. But that's not the case with these Democrats and they did like, they do this to every single group. Like back in 2020, I remember after Pete Buttigieg tried to steal the fucking Iowa caucus from Bernie Sanders, there were these liberal ass celebrities like Billy Eichner who was saying, can we just all stop complaining? The first gay man maybe won the car. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't give a shit what his identity is right now. He's not going to do shit for me when it comes to student debt. And the, like, shut the fuck mm -hmm. up. Like if somebody wins and they have the right policies and it's like, oh, they also happen to be gay. OK, cool. Wow. We've really come far with regard mm -hmm. to that. But like it's not the end all be all until these neoliberal Democrats who don't actually have the policy substance. They kind of like over rely on that as a crutch where it's like, hey, I get that. You know, you're mad about the genocide. But, you know, Biden has a bunch of gay people in his administration. Like it's not it's not the same thing. Like they're, it's just, they're, so, they're so tone deaf and they're misreading the moment and they don't know how to talk to Gen Z. So it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. It only yes. means that gay people are electable, but not that gay people have equal rights. That's, that's what that milestone basically means. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they want you to focus on that. Like I get a gold star 
because I did this. And this means I'm like, okay, that's great. But does that mean for my future when I decide to have children or even for myself, what does, does that help with my housing costs? Does that help with me getting health insurance? Does that help with my education? Um, you know, all of these student loans that I have, what is, what does me putting you in place look like for me and four years or eight years or whatever in the future? That's what we start. I remember when I was, when I first got into politics about like eight years ago, oof. I was a young thing, but um, you know, when I did, and I remember Ben sitting me down because I'm so used to journalism and just really giving you the who, what, when, where, and why. And this is when Trump just got an office. So now uh, digital journalism gave you the free space to start actually giving the facts first. And then we go into conversation um, where we're actually getting real and you know, whatever. So we, digital journalism gave us that. So I remember him sitting me down because I was just so used to giving it, giving my journalism voice, reading off a script. And he was like, let me sit you down real quick. What do you think about Kamala Harris? And I'm like, she's the first black and, and, and she is. And she went to an HBCU. And he's like, what do you know about Kamala Harris? And I said, well, you know, she worked, you know, in, in, in criminal justice. And she, what do you know? So then he gave me homework. And mm. he's like, go outside of your journalism hat you and start thinking Mala. about. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I would call by the wrong name, wrong name too. And um, he was like, go outside of that, and and what would that look like if you were, if she represented you, um, know her history, and then come back to me. So he gave me and my two colleagues, who were both journalists as well, um, that homework. We came back like, oh. Kamala, because that's her name, because we was like, Kamala, and he's like, no, get her name right, first of all. <laughs> so, and we were just like, she, oh my goodness, I don't think that, like, why would she, and he was like, okay, now, let's have a conversation on if she was vice president, what that would look like. And so we would have these mock conversations, and then we started saying, okay, you know what, we can see it beyond this person being the first, because, you know, we can see it beyond her being a woman. We could, how does that help us? Does that, what does her being in office actually help women, instead of just having conversations about what it would look like to help women? What, where does she actually stand? What's her history? Um, um, so, you know, what would that look like if you were to have children and all of this stuff? So now that started to become something that I started looking at because it can't just be, damn, she fly. Oh, she's strolling. Oh, she had her hair in a wrap. She used to wear bamboo earrings on the yard at an HBCU. <laughs> I went to an HBCU. I wore door knockers as well. But I mean, like, where are we going with that? We were cute then, and she was. It was great that she's part of our, our HBCU history, but what she has represented and a lot of things like it's it's not. It doesn't help. I can't say that her being black vice president, but her standing beside genocide, just because she's black, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, but she's a sister. It do, it's, it doesn't mm -hmm. work for me. We can't it's do like, that. It's like that comic. I don't know if you saw, and I can't remember who it's from. Where it's like it's these bombs getting dropped and the people who are being bombed are like, wow, it's so nice to witness oh, yeah. progress. It's the first woman who's bombing us. Like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and that's not the, like, again, I don't want to like perpetuate this false equivalence between Democrats and Republicans. I don't want to make it seem like there's no difference between Biden and Trump. Obviously our, our audience knows that, but like, it's just really frustrating how tone deaf and out of touch they are. Like are for you, all of this talk you know from though? Biden you know, about I, how I important democracy is, he needs to act like it and try to fucking win. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. 
No, I gotta, I gotta interject there, and I, I think you know, I, I agree for the most part on what you just said in terms of there being no difference between Democrats and uh, you know, obviously there is. Right on this particular issue, though. Oh, right on this issue, I, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't think there is. Oh, in terms of at least agree. action, at least actionable, uh, you know, actions I should say that have mm -hmm. occurred, um, you know, because. Sure, Trump might have, uh, maybe Trump, if he was in charge right now, he would just let Netanyahu know outright, quite publicly, that he has full support. He would, you know, destroy Hamas to do this, do what you got to do. And then Biden, uh, the administration, got, basically says, you know, there are allies, October 7th. We have reiterated our concerns about, but in terms of what's actually going on, there's no change. Because right. at the end of the day, the actual pressure being put on Israel is pretty much the same between either party, between the administration. I mean, I do think in whatever, whenever the aftermath happens, I think there'll be a difference. I, I do think there will be pushback from Democrats if Israel tries to reoccupy Gaza and settle there, whereas the Trump administration would be gung-ho about letting them and helping them do it, actually. But in terms of like what the Palestinians are going through right now in Gaza, I'm sorry. You can you can you can wag your finger at Israel all you want. At if the end result is still absolute mass casualties of innocent civilians and no um, uh, recourse, no repercussions to Israel, it's the same between either Biden, a Biden administration or Trump administration. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like I keep seeing this thing from liberals, not as much anymore, because I feel like the liberals are just like shutting up at this point, because how do you continue to defend the indefensible? But like there's this idea, man, well, what can Biden do? He's expressed concerns. It's not just a matter of like Biden begrudgingly going along with this. Like he's a willing participant. Like I've talked about this before, but Trita Parsi has a really great article in The Nation. I've cited it like three or four times in, in my videos where he explains how uh, Reagan called up the Israeli prime minister when they were bombing Lebanon and demanded that they stopped, called it a Holocaust and suspended cluster munitions. And within 20 minutes of that phone call, they stopped. Like Biden has the leverage to do that, but he hasn't exercised <laughs> that. He hasn't even entertained the notion that that's something he would consider. He bypassed Congress to give them more weapons. And he has his whole party behind him. I mean, again, only 11 Democrats voted to even have the State Department maybe kind of entertain whether or not they're doing human rights violations. So if Netanyahu sees this weak bullshit, why does he, there's no incentive for him to comply with the concerns expressed publicly by, by the Biden administration. And one of the Likud uh, party members who's in the Knesset said this, like there's a clip shared by Trita Parsi actually on Twitter. And I can't remember which uh, member of the Knesset said this, but it was basically something to the effect of, look, we have disagreements with the Biden administration, but there's been no ultimatums. So we're going to do what we want to do. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the extent of it. There's, I have the clip in my recent video about this. So because there's no red lines drawn, because there's no ultimatums, there's no threats, they're doing what they want. Biden knows that he has leeway and leverage, but he's not using that because he wants this continue. He agrees with the policy of Israel, despite him trying to placate us by saying, oh, we're concerned. Uh, it's just, it, it's a I choice. will say, though, from like, and this is something that that Olay touched on in her video about about voting. Mm -hmm. From the activist perspective, the Democratic Party is at least a party that you can that you can protest. 
and potentially right. something and you know the administration may not change but or, or at least not immediately but there can be pressure put there can be pressure put on a democratic party and members of that party that could potentially have an effect whereas a republican party in power you're going to have they don't give a shit at all like they'll step all over you as pro like they'll, they'll arrest the protesters so it, it's it's I'm, I'm not saying that anything will change i'm not saying the administration will 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 act uh in response to activists but there is it, it is a different dynamic than yeah, he's the if weaker republicans were in power yeah yeah go yeah. south africa yeah yeah that was a great video that you did david about south africa uh yeah oh yeah that that whole response that really pissed me off uh and i think we talked about this last week with uh john fetterman right where he was uh he was saying, you know, hey, maybe they should sit this one out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of these people. By the way, on the subject of John Fetterman, I got triggered when I mentioned him. Uh, so I have to I have to bring this up, too. There are reports that he's writing a book called Unfettered about his mental health. And it's like, hang on a second. OK. Why aren't you like, I don't know, using your power to try to expand mental health access? Like it's it's great to hear you talk about your struggles personally but not everyone can afford a therapist or let alone afford to check themselves into an actual mental institution if they're feeling these thoughts. Like, what are you doing to improve mental health for all of us? Like, if we wanted to read a book about mental health, there's plenty of other books. Like, I don't need to hear from a fucking senator about his experience. Like, I want you to act, dummy. And he's not, like... <laughs> They're so useless. Democrats, God, they're so useless. They're just seat warmers. They're not fascists. That's the extent of their fucking utility. I, they're going to get book deals. They're going to be fine. Like the people who are saying that they've been affected, but a lot of times you're, you, we picked you to represent us or be a leader for us or be a voice for us. And you guys just ride the wave and wherever it pays or when they're telling you to make a talking point or stand on the side, you guys will choose. I don't understand who we have as leadership right now, but like you said, David, I will agree with that. I mean, they, there can be change there. Like we, like there can be, they're not people who I think are opposed to it, but I think sometimes we get places where people are too silent who are supposed to be um, our representation. And I think that that's where it becomes problematic because we picked you to be our leaders and our voices. And when we need you guys to step up and do what you need to do, and this is not all of them, but it sucks that you are our representation and you can't speak up. Or when you do speak up, sometimes it's on the side that is wrong. And I think that is like, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's just, it's reframing those in power as your opposition and who is the weaker opposition. Mm -hmm. I would say Democrats are the weaker opposition to activists than Republicans are. Republicans yeah. are I mean, actually always that. going to be, you know, just, you're not going to move them on anything. Um, Democrats are the weaker opposition. Did you guys see when the vague, um, you know, he, he pulled out, Right. He ain't, he ain't running for president no more um, because, I mean, the numbers are low. But yeah. did you got here? Let me drop it in the chat that Ben had talked about it briefly um, where um, he was speaking to a group of people, Republicans. And here's I, I think I said it on this show. I've said it on like it or not. I'm like, I don't know who he thinks he represents, but those same people, the Republicans, the people he wants to cater to see him as. Middle Eastern people who were responsible for 
that's what they see yeah, there, him there as. Were interviews, there were interviews with people in Iowa where, like, I couldn't vote for him because, you and know, that's what, Muslim, that's Muslim. That I want. So that's I'm just like, he's not Muslim. Play. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, because his name bothers me. And <laughs> yeah. But I said this, though. I'm like, even though you aren't even a part of the group of people from the Middle East, like, that they're talking about, but they're going to look at you because it's racism. And mm -hmm. they're going to say that you are that. And, you know, but I just dropped the clip in, in the chat. Well, where the Babylon the, Bee, do you know the Babylon Bee? They're like the right-wing onion, basically. They put out their, mm -hmm. like, joke of the day where they're like, uh, you know, Vivek will get a job at 7-Eleven now for the Trump administration, Ooh. right? Yeah, and so a whole <laughs> bunch of Republicans, like, were in the... I was surprised, okay? This was the wokest I've ever seen the MAGA crew. They were all dropping, like, kind of in poor taste. I mean, come on, the guy's on our side. How could you do this? And now there's like this little mini like you know war going on amongst them where like matt walsh all these like you know ghouls they're all like oh everyone's got to wake up and realize like this joke isn't racist it's hilarious and all this kind of stuff they'd be it's, your own yeah. people huh guys but i don't like his name i don't <laughs> like where he came from hmm. after 9 11 i still harbor a lot of hard feelings about that <laughs> it's okay i mean is he <laughs> dropped no but he's okay I had somebody call me for uh, Rebecca, and that person could not say his last name. But I was like, come on, are you just picking people out of the street or what? Like, you got to be able to say the candidate's name. I'm sorry. No other candidate did more to pass. A yeah, you got to be able to say the That's candidate's amazing. name. I didn't like your wow. name. You remind me of the people who, you know, were responsible for 9-11. I called that. I'm like, that's what they think of you as. Like, are you, they don't care what your real history is. If you're Indian, if you're this, if you're that, Southeast. That, and they don't care where, they going to look at you like you're a terrorist. And that's just what it is. It's, it's pure racism. Then they said, you got to be able to pronounce the last name. Well, meanwhile, their last names are like Smick and Vich and well, all this other stuff. <laughs> and but but this is what they're saying. See, I this, actually, this is too I, much. I actually I actually took that call differently. Uh, that Should that person right. differently. Uh, that first one obviously clearly racist, <laughs> connecting Vivek to 9-11. Um but that last one, I took it as uh the guy is saying that he was called by someone working for Vivek's campaign. And, and he the told guy them. who and the guy who was trying to convince him to to vote for Vivek couldn't even pronounce his own candidate's name, meaning that like mm. the guy obviously was just like a, a bull like he didn't he wasn't actually really for this oh, candidate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I took it. Like Oh, I see. You know, uh, if you're they're if you're racist. advocating for someone and you're working for them, then I mean I assume you should be able to say their pronounce their name correctly. I but they don't care to do so. They you can look we knew when we were watching like how they treated him um in you know in the debates after like the first one, after the first five minutes when he came in a little strong, and then it was just like they're like, Yeah, no, not this, not this terrorist. Like they were giving the vibes, and then the next time we seen him again, it we it, it was hardly even any hand clapping or woo, you know, like it was hardly that for him. He was already he knew what it was. Um, him looking the way he does, uh, his name, um, you know, and they don't see him as in a, a true American. Now he tried to cater to them, but at the end of the day, they want their own. <laughs> They're gonna want their own. A clean cut, racist, Christian. good old Christian, Christian evangelical, uh, good old boy. And you know, can't have a vagina, has to be against everything, uh, type of person representing them. Yeah, I just shared a clip in our chat uh, this is a clip from at the beginning of the video that I did about this, but just watch like the first minute 
so this is Vivek's wife talking to a couple of Republicans in Iowa, asking them what they can do uh, better or something to that effect. And then just watch. I saw her your video look. on this, Mike, and it actually made me feel bad for her. Because I was like, right? she's, so, she's been so patient, you know, with people who were just sitting there like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, terrorist. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no, like she's trying to explain it so calmly and collectively. Just... Genuinely, I felt horrible for her. Yeah. What are what do people say gives them like oh I can't vote for him because what are the things that they tell me what, what answers can I help you provide? She's like, should I say this? Look at her face. Or just see. Well, I'm feeling what I've had, and I don't even could even who said that to me, but they mentioned skin, you know, and they think. Why in quotation marks? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Um, I know you're talking. There's not much we can do about that one. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. Because yeah. dark skin is black. Like so dark skin is oh, like, you know, yeah. he was he was dark skin. He ain't white. Mm -hmm. He wasn't black. Mm -hmm. He was dark mm -hmm. skin. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. It's just that I mean, I, I feel like this should have been. Leopards, be I tell super, you. Right, right. I mean, they're just they're too racist to vote for Vivek. And it's it's so sad that, you know, he went out of his way to, like, reinforce their white supremacy by talking about the Great Replacement conspiracy theory, thinking, man, they're going to they're going to see me as one of them. I can show them my humanity if I convince them that I, too, agree with the white supremacist bullshit. And they're like, sorry, but we think you're Muslim and you're yeah. brown. Like, it's it's just yeah. so sad. Like, but that's the you're state. terrorist. Like, that's, you're yeah, related to the people that that you know are responsible for 9-11. You, that's you. And he's not even close. See, this is how dumb that yeah. base is. No research, no nothing. And they just go off of skin color, you know, the visual. And I mean, aside from that, he was not. Come on, he's to me, he wasn't qualified. I thought he was gonna come with something, very much something, but he get he gave very much nothing. So um, other than that, though, you know, that base would have never. They would never choose. They would have never chosen him. He he was at the bottom with um, Nimrata. Yeah, he was basically a proxy for Trump, uh, who didn't want to participate in the in the debates. Right? He was the Trump surrogate, the Trump bootlicker. Uh, and as soon yeah, as Trump attacked really nice. him, yeah, it's so weird because... seeing somebody like campaign against the person that they are expressing expressing their their love for so much like trump is the greatest president we've ever had and i'm also running against him for some reason he wanted to be the barack obama so for the for, for them he wanted to be the young uh, man of color for their side and he was doing the when he spoke he wanted to speak with that fervor and that youngness but then it was like the confidence but baby they wore him out in minute two and it was just his little hair the little it was just sweat on his forehead it was just like give up now, baby, because they're about to drag you. They're about to drag you. And they did. Yeah. Does he not look like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead? He does. Jimmy Neutron. That's what I get. And that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. You said that before. Yeah. That's better mm -hmm. even. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Oh Matt Gates will forever be uh, Butthead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt Gates. And the Whovillian uh, from yes, The Grinch. It's Whovillian, right? Did I say that right? From Whoville. You all know what I'm talking about. Cindy yes. Lou's relative they're called who villains i'm, I'm not sure them. i don't but i know that, that would make sense i just didn't think about that yeah villains i no. could be wrong which is why i kind of matt double... gates was just no matt gates looks just like he looks like a combination <laughs> of cindy lou who 
uh, like a relative, a descendant, so butthead, and a pedophile. <laughs> Excuse me, a PDF file. God damn it, now we're off YouTube for good. <laughs> I tried. I tried and I couldn't censor myself quick enough. No, a you PDF could call file. someone a pedophile. You could still call someone a pedophile on YouTube. You just can't use copyrighted content. <laughs> yeah. The well, disclaimer, time. I'm not saying he's a pedophile. I'm saying he looks like one. Just for, mm -hmm. you know, just for legal reasons. Well, just in case, let's use PDF files. Just, uh, right. PDF yeah. files. Some people look PDF. like Word documents. Others look like PDF files. <laughs> I said Peter file. That sounds yeah. just like what, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was there any good news that happened this week? Because I'm kind of no. a, a picking up uh, <laughs> um, maybe a cute dog story. Like, do we have anything, people? <laughs> there was a good story. I think the Emmys happened, and Quinta Brunson was yeah. The, the, Lily Lily Gladstone became the first Indigenous woman ever to win uh, the Golden Globe for Best Actress uh, in a major oh, okay. motion picture. That's huge. This. For Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, it was a pretty incredible oh. moment. Uh, she spoke in Blackfeet, which is the language of Blackfoot peoples. Uh, it was the first time it was ever on national television, which is also historic. So that was pretty incredible. Uh, and she looks like she may be poised to win the Oscar for uh, you know best uh, performance in in uh, by a woman in a motion picture. Even though I know that she is two spirit, uh, she goes by she, her, and they, them. But um, that's awesome. That's great. And I also uh, think that award shows are just uh, rich liberals giving each other gold so i'm not i'm I not mean, i'm not here to you know talk about how great the oscars are and how they're changing no. the world but but it is but it is cool to, to see that especially amongst yeah. the community so, uh, everyone was very happy i didn't know that so, she was two-spirit too that's cool so she yeah. she's breaking some uh, glass ceilings nice so with with that quinta brunson um who mm -hmm. uh is has the show abbott family that's her show uh, not abbott family abbott elementary, abbott elementary. Mm -hmm. uh quinta brunson, show, by the way really funny she took great mm -hmm. show it's coming back um, Quinta Brunson, she took home an Emmy um, earlier this week for the best actress in comedy series, right? Um, and that made her the first black act actress to win the category since 1981, y'all. Um, wow. When the Jefferson star, Isabel Sanford, won it then. So, and she won for her performance, of course, in her sitcom. Um, and that's the one that she actually created. And I love her history because maybe like a little bit over 10 years ago, she was doing Vine and, and maybe it was Vine at the time. And she went viral on social media for doing the McDonald's where the, the man is ordering and he ordering a large with a fries and she's on the side and she's just like a large, like, okay. That was her? That was her. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that. that. Oh, her. that's wild. Yes. Oh, and so from that yeah. to where she is now, where she has her own show that she created on ABC. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Abbott Elementary, and it's good to see that she can come from here to to where she is from there to here now and be a part of history since 1981. Right, the first woman then who won that award um, from the Jeffersons. Nobody, no other black woman, and that's the black woman I would say actress who won in 1981. She was only now she's the second and she's the first since then. So it you know it sucks that it took that long and it sucks that it, that there's only two, but mm -hmm. she's making history. So just from her making that Vine video to where she is now with her own show and winning awards, it's a beautiful thing to see. I didn't did know you, she was. Did a you see, I think it was also at the Emmys. Um, Ayo Debiri, she also won becoming the third, I believe, black woman ever to win in her category for the Bear. 
um, which mm. I know is a, a divisive oh, okay. show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, you know, I, 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 I watched the bear. I know what it's all about. Dorian. I like the bear. She, Why is it divisive? I know is, is, I don't know if you don't know who she is. She is killing it. I didn't know who she was like five years ago. And in the last two years, I've seen her in like so many good projects. She was in like a hilarious LGBTQ plus comedy, uh, Bottoms. Uh, she was, uh, the, she was in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, yeah, she's like, she's crushing it. She's, she's really good. Huh. I, why is the bear divisive? Is there something that I'm missing from it? Because I watched it and I really liked it. It's it's I don't think it's a bad show. I just think some people are obsessed with it to the point of like to me it's stress porn. It's just like you want to watch a bunch of oh, people. Oh yeah. Like, I've I've worked in a restaurant. So I like I've worked as a dishwasher. I've I've worked at a lot of different mm-hmm. I know how stressful restaurant jobs are, but just watching that like for an hour or 30 minutes or an hour, however long it is, for like an entire season, and it's just like it's non-stop stress porn. It's like this is fucked yeah. up and stressful, this is fucked up and stressful. It's like, yeah, this is this is what it was like. This is what like working in a restaurant is like, you know, it's yeah. It's yeah, they capture it well yeah and the acting Mm -hmm. is is really great too so what do you guys think about these award shows not having hosts i know the emmys didn't have a host i believe and they couldn't they tried they couldn't find one apparently and a lot of people were just like nah it's it's like now it's becoming like a death rattle because you either like you have to go so hard that you get i can host that shit they should hire me i'll host hosting an award show you just never know now it's just unnecessary it's unnecessary you don't yeah you don't need a host to care it's not necessary at all i feel like it gives (laughs) it's not necessary and i feel like some it gives it order and sometimes it get like if you get a that's what the voice that's what the voice on the the intercom whatever the hell's called that's what that voice is for it it takes away from (laughs) me but but the hosts have been so sucky that they haven't been able to like i think the hosts have been trashed so they haven't Mm. been able to find a good host that can bring order laughter you know, some entertainment or something like that. They haven't been able to to do it, so they've just been going hostless. And it just to me be looking. It's just out always of so cringy. I'm just like, all right, I don't need to hear. Uh, anyways, I mean, I don't, I don't watch these shows now anyway, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just feel like the host was never, uh, was never really a a driver for me. It was more like I want to see if this person wins. Which, by the way, it's worth mentioning. On a downer note, Better Call Saul didn't win shit again. They they oh, set a record crazy. for the that's most a, nominations without winning an award that's, without that's winning that's an Emmy. award. Okay, same with the Wire. Okay, you're, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The Wire was a lot of great at the shows, very least, never though, won a single one. At the know? very least, the Wire was like completely ignored. It got like one nomination for writing once, but but Better Call Saul like got like 50, 52 50. nominations over the over its 80, lifetime. 80, it's like an amazing <laughs> fucking show. I I would I would almost say it's better than Breaking Bad. Um, hey, watch it now. What is the show? You know what? I think it's better than Breaking Bad. <laughs> David, same creator, same good. same world. I think it's better than Breaking Bad, but uh, it, it's amazing. It didn't. No, what's shit. the show called? What's the show name? I have Better Call Saul. Better you watch Call Breaking Saul. Bad first, if you. Have but yes. you kind of need to watch Breaking Bad first to oh, watch Better Call Saul. See? Oh, I'm yeah. behind, behind because I don't. Even <laughs> it's good. It's both shows are really, really good. Yeah. 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 Um, so, has uh, anyone... Binder, are you are you going to volunteer? Because your chat right now is like Binder's going to ask for all the super chats in the middle of hosting the Oscar. <laughs> oh <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> Let's hope at that point I, you're being I'd paid properly. Clear, yeah, I'd easily clear what two hundred bucks at national television, right? <laughs> I would imagine it. so. I, I I'd send you a dollar. <laughs> I would love it. If, I, I think if, it's pretty funny. So, if the is or the ask, whatever would hire me. If they let me uh, plug my Patreon or su- mention super chats, they wouldn't have to pay me. I would just they could they, they could do cost for, cost free for them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you know they're gonna pay. They're gonna be like, just go ahead. We we're gonna 
we're going to definitely give our money to Bender and that's it. Oh, so. I would I would kill it as host of one of those I know shows. You would. That'd be so good. I'd be so good. I would so, do terrible. So, I would butcher you know, all I, I of feel the like names. I, I feel like you have to try really hard actually to be bad at one of those shows. Like No, no, that's not true. So much, I feel like people so much are material bad. right there in that room. No. And people and that's are so the problem, bad. Though. They'll go for um I think the what what show was it where the guy was making jokes about Taylor Swift. I don't remember which oh. one cuz I don't remember that was like the award show before the Emmys. Wasn't it Emmys? Was that just just recently? It was just, just recently. Happened? There were yeah. like three. That, that was uh, what's his name? A, but that's because it was a bad Joy joke. Coy? Not because he went after Taylor Swift. You could easily. Yeah, it's just oh, did we just lose Rebecca? Yeah, no, I'm here. Let me change my battery. Okay, <laughs> you can you can easily be Coy, funny yeah. going after anyone mm. in that room. You just have to the the important part though is being funny. What's yeah. that? What's the name of that that comedian that completely bombed? His material sucked. Joe Coy. I haven't seen this yet. It wasn't good. Yeah, no, it was so I bad. thankfully didn't watch it because it sounded embarrassing. And then, so. and, and then, and then he yeah, really put the nail in the coffin by throwing the writers under the bus and claiming and, and try and saying, "Oh, I didn't write that joke. Don't blame." It's like, what are you like? What are you doing, man? Like it was just bad. Why do you have His, to have it, people write jokes for you if you're a fucking comedian? Well, yeah, to be fair, all, all the all these shows they all have TV writers. Shows. They have yeah. writers, um, but I mean, also though, it's the delivery too. Like his delivery yeah. is really it's is not really that great, honestly. He has a really weird delivery style. It's just very awkward and not awkward in a like Mitch Hedberg quote like funny way. It's just it's, it's just, just not for him. Like I I've watched his stand up and he, he has some good stand up. That is that's not his venue. Like he should not be hosting award shows. That's not his thing. Like he's it's just not his format. I guess for each award show they have they they have like a host that caters to it, whatever for the night, yada yada. But I feel like some the like the last when there were hosts they weren't doing right so they were like okay we need to recalibrate figure out uh, this hosting thing again because people are just coming on here and em embarrassing us um and it's not right so we're gonna try to work that out i feel like for different shows I, um somebody's talking about the crunchy roll i never heard about the crunchy roll i never mm -hmm. heard about that i don't even know what that is but they said meg the stallion is going to be hosting that Never seen oh, Meg Thee Stallion as a host. Wait, is that, is that is like Crunchyroll, the anime? That's an, uh, it's anime, yeah. That's, yeah. An, it's that's like the an anime, anime Netflix. Yeah. Oh, is there, oh, yes, it is, is there an anime an, thing. You're right. So, okay. Yeah. Is an award so show for anime? Meg yeah, Thee Stallion, a, a female what? rapper, is <laughs> yeah, going yeah, I, to I be hosted. Yeah, Meg Thee Stallion. The Stallion. The Stallion. Mm -hmm. Really? She's going to be hosting that. I don't know what that would look like. I might have to watch it. I don't watch anime, but I think she... They want, I don't know, but she may be really good at it. I'm not sure. She could be funny. I would be I'm watching, I'm that. watching Serial Experiments she, Lane. That's what I'm watching. If she rips on, into on, like on the reality, that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> on, those, okay. like, on those like niche, on those like niche award shows, though, usually the hosts are just like fans, like celebrity fans of whatever that mm -hmm. specific award show is about. They don't necessarily have to be funny. Oh, people like are, people like, in all the chats are saying very she's a big fan of anime. She's a massive weeb. I didn't know God, that. I love her even more. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, well, there we go. She's the voice of a generation. Love her. Yeah. Oh, I listen. My knees are still good because she got me practicing. So you know, we gotta <laughs> give love the next day. <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be good. I would watch it just for her. Like I'm not like I'm not a diehard anime person. I know anime some, but 
I would watch it just to see how she would do. And yeah, I think don't so- don't lie about being like a like don't have stolen valor for being an anime fan on the internet. I've tried it. You get buried, never. Okay? I would never. Do I'm, it. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I don't know my shit. Right. I'm always like Hunter and times Hunter cool. Hunter X and all these people. Like, no lands. That's not what it's called. Hunter, uh-huh. Hunter holy yeah. fuck. Like they yeah, get I can't mad. Do it. So I can't. Like I don't, Hunter times I don't Hunter's Hunter. I like football. Sitting like I like football, and I'm sitting with a guy watching it, and he's asking me to name a play, and I'm like, I don't know that, so I'm not gonna. Sit here and play like I know this. I don't know anything that's happening on the screen right now. Like I really don't. So I can't play like that. Oh yeah. When it comes to sport, it's so funny. So when I was like a teenager, I bought like a, a jersey because I thought it was cute, and I wore it to work when it was like a uh, we didn't have to wear uniforms. It was like Halloween, so I was like, well, I'm just gonna dress casually. And some dude's like, hey, do you see them? Their last play. Just start talking Ooh. about sports. I'm like, I don't know what language you're speaking in. <laughs> uh, I'm just wearing this because I like it. Uh, what was the jersey? I don't remember. <laughs> just some. Wait, fucking... you don't remember? It was just cute. It, it was, was a football cute. jersey. Uh, I don't remember what like one. Um, it was probably like an Oregon one. Oh uh, yeah, you can never wear never wear sports things outside. And it, I learned and that it, the hard <laughs> without way. knowing oh, yeah. anything about what you're wearing. And, and, no, you I will be that. engaged. I'll, and you don't yeah, get a pass because you're gay. I like I was still straight back then when I did this. But like you won't get a pass. Gay sports fans now they're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't speak that language. I can't speak. That's funny. Like okay, you want you want to you want to act like a you know an expert? We'll talk about video games then on my turf, bitch. And then we'll see how well you do. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Like let's talk about something that. I'm like I, I'm into but that's like with the kids when we were talking about that where how the kids had like all the generation Z kids are wearing t-shirts with a whole bunch of bands on there from like the 90s the 80s early 2000s and then you ask them who that is on their shirt and they can't they can't tell you they're just wearing that's it funny, yeah because it's in fashion but they can't tell you about it so yeah <laughs> I actually think that's kind of interviewed cute. I was being interviewed for a podcast and it was a Gen Zer interviewing me and they unironically started asking me what my favorite Limp Biscuit tracks were. And I thought it was a bit, I was like, oh yeah, Limp Biscuit. Well, my favorite song has got to be Mission Impossible 2 theme, lol. And I was just joking. And they're like, oh, that's not a really good song. I think, what What about Chocolate Starfish? And they were totally serious. Like they unironically <laughs> new metal. And he started going off about the metal Biscuit and Was it a Limp Biscuit podcast and you realize you were on? <laughs> No, it was, it was politics. It was a politics up? podcast, and it took me such a long time. Why did to that like, come oh, up? New metal is in. Like, that kids is so love funny. new metal. I was like, I had no idea. I was like, I actually know a lot about new metal. Sure, y'all talk about that for a while. I love that. <laughs> I love the ones that doing their his, their research. I need you to do mm-hmm. your research before you talk to me about any R and B, any neo soul, any of that. Because if you're gonna be like, oh my god, did you hear the new neo soul track by um, Cali? Did you hear the new Neo Soul track by Summer Walker, who I liked, of course? Like, did you hear, girl, that's not Neo Soul. They call that alternative R&B. Like, let's not do that, okay? Neo Soul? I've never even heard of, what the hell? Yeah, Neo Soul is like like, um, Maxwell and those, that's Neo Soul. That was back then, Erica Badu. But the kids is now trying to lump all the people who are just whispering on tracks with the people who were singing (laughs) on tracks from back in the day. See, now I sound 45. Now <laughs> it's it's fine. Gen Z's humor, like when they make fun of millennials, is so hilarious, but it's accurate too. Or they'll be like, oh, why do millennials just like randomly describe them, themselves as like quirky? Like, why do you do that? And like, oh, I'm just so random. Like, why do millennials do I'm like, wait a second. I do remember doing this like in my 20s. Like, oh, I'm just so random. Let me just do this. And it's I'm like crazy. But we are yeah, that. You like, don't know. But what are, okay, so I was reading this um, actually yesterday. So yesterday I was walking into Kroger and the barbershop next door was playing a song um, 
by Cheryl from like, I don't know, Cheryl, it's like a Delta song. Um, to be real, what's your fine love? To, to be real, whatever song it is, but it's an, uh, a throwback song. And so um, on campuses, HBCUs, the the um, Greek organization strolled to that song, the, the girls. So I was like, dang, I said out loud, guys, damn, they jamming over there, ain't they? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they're jamming, Rebecca? Like, <laughs> then on social media, somebody said, what is a word, because millennials, what is a word that you just keep saying and you haven't let go of? And I put that in there and everybody's like, yeah, I still say jamming. And some people say like <laughs> off the chain or like, I don't know, like what, it, so what is the word that you guys haven't let go of from, like, or a phrase that you guys haven't let go of? From your your past or your childhood, I have like, to think about this. Mm. Like I feel like mom. I'm sure there are many, but I just I don't actively think about my vocabulary that yeah. way. So it's hard for me to think what I. Yeah, that's brought the bomb, over. or like I'm like, oh my god, I don't, like, yeah, yeah, I haven't I don't said know. that. <laughs> <in fifth grade. laughs> I don't use the bomb, but I'm like that. I, like, <laughs> I remember my I got I'm old enough to remember my cousin first using that and and him like telling my aunts about about using about that being like a cool word. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I was hate watching a Shane Dawson video and he said the word bling about in reference to a cup that he had. Like, oh, it's blinged. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, Is this like 2001? We should we should give a shout out to Justin Timberlake for finally dropping faux shiz from his oh, um, I'm vocabulary. You didn't oh, know about God. that? Yeah, so so in Britney Spears' like biography, she was like, I, I I always found it really cringe how Justin Timberlake pretended to like you know speak in like you know AAV all the time, and he would be like, oh, it's because I hang out with black people. But like, does he know what like faux shizzle my means? And like, oh. does he know about this? Oh, and, he like, was why saying that. It? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he had cornrows. Wait, Britney remember. Spears she, said he, this in her book. Yeah, Britney Spears put that in the book. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, that, I, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I always found that to be very cringe at the very cringe. least myself. But, yes. but remember in those yeah. those boy bands, they had to have somebody who gave that soul. Remember we were talking about that? Where in 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 sync, yeah, Justin Timberlake, but I think the real the real person that they wanted to be black adjacent was um <laughs> jt they wanted him remember they had him on the remix with black where he said the thing about the thug appeal oh and right I, I remember that come on jt <laughs> that was like i was okay. doing that with my little heart but now that i look back at it i'm like what thug appeal and you just you as white as ever my brother um i'm another but i just i'm really not knowing why they did that to you but he he gave the most black adjacent i know they tried to give Just, justin timberlake the curly fro and they did the braids and the bandana which wasn't a problem back then for us but and i don't think it would be a problem now because we just rock to the music but see i just said we rock to the music i need to be <laughs> i need to be right now okay i found you're I younger found than actually, us but you're like the older you're older than us <laughs> old soul uh, i found a really funny article from all of all places don't make fun of me uh buzzfeed with questions that a gen zers have from millennials and a lot of these are like super spot on so i'm gonna bring this in oh, wow. I'm okay. so curious, um, please. yeah yeah so okay so why do millennials love telling people how much they hate the word moist i know like oh, three people i hate the word i hate it I hate i've it definitely so heard that before yeah, I, like, I don't care. It, it, I to word. me, I've heard so many people say this. I don't say the word moist. Like, it see, okay. it bothers me when you say it. <laughs> I don't know why. It just bothers my spirit. I don't know. It's why. the millennial in you. Uh, okay, let me zoom in like, a little bit. Like, why do millennials not zoom in on the windows? What I want to know. 
Um, okay, okay. So this one, why do millennials get married or have a baby and be like, we did a thing. Like, yeah, you made a life-changing commitment. I've had like so many friends do this thing. We we did a thing and then it'll be like updated status. This is like a little bit further back. when Facebook And then the big hair baby, a picture of the big hair baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I do find that embarrassing. I would not say that. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, like I literally have this in like my Instagram. Like, uh, why do millennials love writing social media bios like this? Dog mom, wine lover, Christ follower. Like mine is like an animal crossing enjoyer or some shit. Like because you only fuck? have so many characters. That's why. But back then, now you can <laughs> yeah, write a whole thing paragraph. But no, now um, people just use no, no. You, people use emotes now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what the, my emoji yeah, yeah. yeah. figured it out. Yeah. It's like the Haitian flag. Um. The uh. The 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 black. The, the, it's a black one. I changed it to the black character. But doing the um yoga pose. Um. And I think a yellow heart. That that those are usually my three emojis, but I need to be stopped with that too. Because the God first, um, your favorite journey, like it's just like Rebecca, <laughs> like just stop. <laughs> I love it. Like they've got the millennial stereotypes down. Like Gen Z is very observant. Like this one. Why do millennials insist on saying doggo? Like I say this. I never heard of that. Do you really? Doggo? What is that? What's doggo? If if I see like a a dog, I'm like, oh, it's a cute doggo. I want to pet it. What? Oh, doggo. That's so cringe. I never (laughs) heard of doggo. It's like a a Midwestern white girl thing, honestly. Yeah, I've (laughs) never heard of that. I mean, I I also used to really like pumpkin spice lattes, so if the shoe fits, right? You definitely stop to using doggo. Midwest, based on all these, this this really feels like Midwest specific or something no. like that. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like a cute name for dogs. Uh, yeah, but yeah, a lot of Canadians say that. A lot of Canadians say doggo. Oh, well, see, I'm Canadian at heart. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay, this one, I don't relate to this one. Why do millennials post pictures and announce they might delete later? That, uh, now I, I see that a lot because mm. you, they might delete it later because it's probably too sexy or they posted it up for just one eye to see. And once that person sees it, they'll delete it or they're trying to act like it's a risky or risky yeah. thing. It's, okay. it's, it's something it's a snapshot like that. of public posting. Cause you want a little, you want those, like you want some of the dopamine, just a, a taste of it for people. That's to true. Be like, Whoa, you look, you look mm. hot. And sudden, at the same it, time, because like it fills with the creeps and all that. At the like, same time, uh, there's no need to announce that you might delete it later. Just, Post the Agreed. picture and then delete it Agreed. later. That is because that, we that need is, attention, yes. so They're we need people to be FOMO. like, "It's yeah. attention." <laughs> I guess you're reading the room, is what you're. Why doing. do millennials use FOMO? Why? Because Why? we made we were at, we were making everything acronyms at one point. Everything needed to be that. <laughs> Why human do millennials love human? That. I have not seen. I've not seen this personally. I'm sure someone uh, has. I'm sure I've seen it, but it's not a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why do millennials foam at the mouth over Betty White? I kind of feel like it's it's part of it. They admire her, but it's also like kind of just a meme. Like they do it because it's funny. Yeah, and, but it's uh, a nostalgia thing. Kids would, yeah. kids would be at home, yeah. sick from home, and they'd watch Golden Girls with their grandma when they were home from school sick or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like Price is Right and Bob Barker. It's the cliche like, oh, uh, oh, remember when you were sick during elementary school or high school and you got to spend – your day watching the the daytime TV with like grandma or something like that. I remember, all, yeah. A sucker's Price is Right was shit. a staple for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I watched it with that. my grandma so many times. The last oh, yeah. one on there is 100% true, and you all need to stop doing this. Fur babies. I hate that term <laughs> so it's much. For people who are not it parents. is so stupid. 
Like what? they'll do the fur babies thing, and I've seen. Okay, you have a pet. It isn't a fur baby. It's your pet. It's not a no, fur. Okay, baby. So, so you know you have to make it cute for for social media. A pet is cute enough. So, you don't no, gotta invent just, words. You can't just be no, like my this dog. Is terrible. My dog. My <laughs> yeah, this is my dog. This is no, my dog. You have to say my fur baby, and especially the. the if you gotta say fur baby, then I feel like you're forcing the cuteness. I feel like your dog isn't cute enough, so you gotta call it a fur baby to make that it cuter. Case, when it's really not the, that cute. You know who's made who I think who really does it the most, and it's the um, like the the soft life lux, um, you know, social media people. You know, they'll do that. They'll they'll do that. If I had a oh, yeah. a, a pet, I would call it a fur baby, but I don't like. <laughs> so, but if I did, I would call it a fur baby. So David is oh gonna hate God. this. What this I don't all really is though babies. is like, this is all just like early internet speak. Yeah, yeah really like, yeah. and yeah. millennials were just there. We, we that, know how to like shift the, with the times. I feel like mm -hmm. so it's not even shifting. Yeah. We were the, a lot of millennials were of the age of the internet. Like they were the like that's the, true. I guess, like younger Gen X and uh, older millennials. It? We were of the age where we were teens, uh, and we were What's online during this early how time period, and this was like Matt? the lingo, yeah. Matt, how old is an older millennial? How old is an older millennial? Uh, the millennial uh, birth year starts at 81. Okay, okay so, because Ben calls himself an old, I just need to know, because I've been messing with Ben all the time. He calls himself an old, <laughs> older millennial. And so, so early 40s? He's 10, yeah, he's 10 years older than I am, 33, so he's 43. So look at okay. me getting all his business. He might be a very late Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. So he, he says that. He's on the cusp. So he's like, but he can relate to, I guess, both sides, right? Because he was, mm. I don't know. In some ways, maybe. Yeah. I feel like we have to claim uh, Ben for millennial. Yeah. and like, he, I, I want that representation. Yeah. Ben he, he he, he's he he's worthy of the millennial, millennial label. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. let's not him. let's not give him the Gen X one because no one yeah, wants that. Don't one. push him to Gen X. Matt will <laughs> then be smearing Gen Xers, and that means Ben Dixon is part of that group. No, no, he's a millennial. Um, <laughs> David, so uh, I so I don't use fur babies, but you're gonna hate this. So I do refer to my dogs, to my in laws, and my mom as my as their uh, grand dogs. And <laughs> that one, honestly, like, I don't hate as much as fur babies. I don't really? know what it is about fur babies. Fur baby. For, for, for baby just sounds stupid as hell. And I'll straight up be like, when my dog is excited <laughs> to see my mom, funny. and he's like jumping up on her, I'm like, poopy, don't jump on your grandma. Like, just like, <laughs> it's, like it's so it's so cringe when you think about it, but it's just so instinctive. Like it's, it's well, funny. as long as you're not saying it like completely seriously. I mean, kinda. You know. I'm, sure saying, I'm sure he's saying it seriously because that is like that's his baby. That's his fur baby. Yeah, I, I mean, I would die for my 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 fur babies for lack of. Would you really? Word. You would die for your pet? Oh, I'm not gonna die for my up. pet. If, if somebody shit. was like, okay, I'm a, if somebody no. like Use shot, your pet as a human shield, I would just, die. Well, I wouldn't do pet. that, but I'm not gonna die for my pet. I'm not gonna like go drown to save my pet. Now, who's the pet gonna be not, with? Now, 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 David, would you even roll the dice? You wouldn't roll the dice. Oh, I'd roll the dice. These people are dying for dogs. And no offense, I know everybody loves their pets, but I know people who would die for a dog. Or I went out with a friend, and I this was not funny at all, and I did not mean to laugh. She was crying, you guys. She was crying her eyes out. And she's like, he died. And I just, she was crying. And I was like, oh my God, Steph, what, who is she talking about? Like, who died? Like, we need to go and be with her. Like, wh what's going on? Like, who died? And she was like, Bubbles. And I said, not her cat. 
No, 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 Rebecca, no. And I, 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 you're, you're, no you're wrong here. You're wrong. I, I, I was jealous. cold hearted. I think you might be a serial killer, honestly. That's the reverse. At the time, how people love their pets. I didn't grow up with pets, and I was like, the cat died, y'all. And she she's, but now I know. And so it wasn't funny at the time, but I didn't do right. I didn't do right, y'all. I did not. <laughs> Bro, no, my, you, can, like you can definitely mourn your cat. Yeah, for sure. Your dog the, the, oh, yeah. Or, the only yeah. time it stands out, though, like there was a podcast I was listening to, and and two people had like missed an episode, and one of them is because their pet died. The other one, like their their like dad died, and they both mentioned why they were gone, and they both sounded equally sad. I'm like this 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 feels weird. <laughs> like like you, it, it's it's perfectly fine to mourn your pet. Perfectly fine, of course. But but. Compared to someone's say, parent, it's a little, I don't know, it's right. not the same. Um, animal cloners, you go too far. The animal cloners, you, you like, at some point, you, you like, that's too, too ridiculous for me. People who spend like a hundred thousand dollars to clone their pets to get new versions of their pets. That, oh that's my god, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, it's I a heard big about thing. that. Yeah, that's like, they'll get you know. these dogs that are like the smallest dogs that have like the little teacup dogs, right? Oh, yeah, and, and they'll get this insurance identical. on them because they are liable to die. Because, first of all, they're not supposed to be like these are like makeshift animals but they'll like um they'll get them and the dog will get stuck in the recliner they will replace it and like Wait, they'll get that insurance in yeah i read about this <laughs> guys <laughs> i'm being serious. stuck stuck in the recliner <laughs> that's the dead a dead baby dog that, that's like the dog big though. They're, they're so small like you can put it in your hand and so they're really fragile they get sick fast so that y'all <laughs> i'm done i'm done i'm because i don't want the dog lovers to hate me it's not i'm agreeing i'm agreeing the, the, i'm done no I, that just I am no a dog I, lover, don't worry that's, that's of course funny. if of course no matter how small your dog is it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you don't love it as much but it's just that's just a funny phrase a funny just the idea of like yeah, you lose your pet because they got stuck in, the stuck in the recliner and it got it died because somebody reclined and the dog was stuck in it oh god <laughs> And oh so my what they dog. did was immediately get another one. So they took the insurance out. There's an insurance that they put on the policy on there. So anytime the dog dies, it's almost like I was you in get the another one. Is one of the questions. My, <laughs> my mom's dog was was a small like teacup Yorkie, and it went to jump from one couch to another couch, and it was like on on the like, armrest of one couch. It jumped, didn't reach, hit the side of the other couch. And fell backwards so hard he smashed his head on the floor, and oh was passed out and had a seizure. And we were what? like, "Oh my, dead!" Like it was. I've like, never seen that happen with a large dog before, like or even a normal sized dog before. Like they are usually very sturdy and can withstand. Oh just my like, God. but he oh, was I've, fine. I've I mean, he's no longer alive now, but that's completely. Completely separate. Because oh, he was never the same. Him. He was never the same. Yeah. He might have. He might have suffered some sort of brain damage. I'm or so something, done. But, this is terrible. But he was alive for. He was alive for years later, though. Let's put it that okay. way. He lived for a couple more years. That's oh wild. God. I will his say tongue, on the his tongue never went back into his mouth fully <laughs> after that. <laughs> That's so. Sad. I'm, I'm done with everybody tonight. Oh my <laughs> god. 
Oh Lord. Hey, I'm only oh. laughing because Bender's laughing and Bender knew the dog. So we took fun. listen. We took him to the <laughs> yeah, vet. The dog never went back in his mouth. The dog, this dog was <laughs> one of the most annoying dogs ever, but we loved him dearly. And he he's lived been... for years after that, so that's good. Yes, and he's been dead for a number of years too. So we can look back and laugh, you know. We can look back okay. and laugh. That was your dog, so we could laugh yeah, about it doggo. freely. Or dog. Had time to heal. But yeah, on, on the subject of like grieving over animals, so I would compare it to losing a parent closely, but differently, right? So like with my, when my cat died, I was wrecked for like a week. Like it was so hard to get over. And then when my dad died, I don't think that I was as like distraught. I think there's probably more shock, but long-term it affected me more. But like in terms of like sheer like grief, I feel like it was comparable not to minimize like my dad's life. Obviously I love my dad, but I feel like, like, for example, like if my dog were to die, like I need like two years to recuperate from that, like take off, take off from podcasting. Like I, I would be a mess. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're my fur babies. Uh, I, I had, a, I had a, I, when I was, uh, when I was in college, I had a ferret that when he, he died, I was distraught. I know Rebecca oh. was about to chew me a new one, but I was distraught. <laughs> I was and not. also here. Why am I not Rebecca surprised you had a ferret? Ch- I just feel like that's not <laughs> yeah. surprised. Yeah, but, that but part, listen, that I'm, part I, I am actually despite despite what the, <laughs> the chat field. now thinks because I laughed at my uh, mom's dog's uh, issues. I I've had I've had two animals that required weekly vet visits for fluids because they were you know, ill. Oh, wow. So weekly and then at one point for the cat we just because the cat was calm and could was fine with it we would buy the fluid and i would have to give them the flu like basically give them a shot every single uh uh like every it was more than weekly at one point like every other day and give them fluid so they could you know live as long as they could and because they had a good life other than having to sit there for the fluids other than that Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when it came, when it got worse, we ended up putting the, the animals down. down. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just so, to get across that I am an, indeed an animal lover, but well, I can look back and laugh at things. People. No, my sister, <laughs> my sister just got a, um, what is it? A parakeet, right? And oh God. I had to, recently, she got it in, um, this is what she did. So a friend of hers had a parakeet and about a year ago, she went on a trip when she got, she was supposed to babysit or parakeet sit this this bird. And she went on a trip that day that she got it. So we came to my house and it was during COVID, like like a year, no, maybe like two years ago for that bird. And um, I had to watch it, but it was a lonely time. So I was like, you know, talking to the bird, you know, feeding the bird, like putting my hand in the cage and letting it, you know, and I would put it in my room so it can sleep with me and I would cover the cage up if I felt like it was too cold, whatever. So I, I got this really cute, like we had a connection. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think like two weeks later, my sister came back and then gave the parakeet back to the owner like she watched it. Just recently in December, they gifted her with the parakeet. That same day they gifted her, she went on a trip. Guess where that bird came? To my house. And so I was the only, my sister was gone for like a month. I was the only one that this parakeet knew as a mother. Okay. So I, Aww. like, even like it, um, I got real close to the bird and then I had to go and give it, give it up. Like I, it had its bedtime and, you know, I would pet its stomach and I would make sure I cleaned the cage out. And I don't even like, like ugh, but I was cleaning the cage out, making sure fresh water. Sometimes when he didn't eat, I would be like, you know, talking to him, I would sing with him and we would just be jamming again, jamming. <laughs> and we would just be, you know, all the good stuff. And then when I brought the bird back to 
my sister's house, I missed it. Like I, I missed the bird. So I was telling her like, like I would call her and be like, let me see the bird. I don't want to talk to you. Let me see the bird and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not that, you know, I don't, maybe a bird I would like, but like, I, Wait, I'm I trying just, to, I'm trying to square this Rebecca with when we just met five minutes ago. Rebecca, that was like, oh, your, your cat died? Get over it, cry baby. And she's over there singing with the birds. She's <laughs> like in Central Park like the bird lady from Home Alone 2. Birds all over her body. She's like, get over your cat, bitch. Get over, stop crying over your cat, bitch. I have a bird feeder, a hummingbird feeder on the balcony, and the hummingbirds come and have a field day um the other day a whole bunch of um sparrows they keep flying in through my um my blinds that i have or whatever curtains that i have on the balcony they'll fly through and just chill just in on the balcony and so birds love me but um yeah other than that yeah you know animals maybe that's why you hate cats so much because cats you know don't they eat birds or like that's true that's true that's all it is you're not you don't hate animals you're team bird i just can't get over this visual of you walking around with birds all over your body and you see someone like kissing their dog and you're like loser because i would do that what a loser meanwhile birds on the shoulder i'm heading birds terrible i do not want to become the bird lady by the way like i'm not going to become that I do no. like the look of like, you know, in the springtime and the summertime, all of the hummingbirds come and chill. And when I go hiking at the mountain over here, I'll go hiking and, you know, I'll be, oh my God, I'll be bird watching. And like, like the birds will be, I remember I was walking and I'm like, not these birds like being in front of me, two um, robins <laughs> or cardinals, they were fighting each other. And I'm like, y'all not scared of me? They were just literally fighting each other, right? Like I was walking in there, walking with me, fighting each other. And I had to break up the fight. <laughs> Rebecca, let's put it this, this is this is, the, this is the real question to see just how much of a bird person you are. It's a baby bird, fell out of the nest. It's fine though, it's on the floor. Mama bird nowhere to be found. Baby bird needs to eat. Would you chew the food and regurgitate it? Baby bird got to die. Like Ace Ventura. Baby bird got to die at that point. Baby bird is going to be somebody's life at that point. Absolutely not. I'm not regurgitating nothing. I'll go for I'll I'll Google and see if I can find something to. I'll go buy worms or something and like throw it at the baby bird, but I won't. I, you know what it is? I think it because if you have no relationship with it, then it's not the same, right? Like if you just find a baby bird, it's sad, but it doesn't affect you as if like you took care of it, like the parakeet. Like yeah. for me, like I, I hate spiders and, and like insects creep me out, but I had a pet tarantula and was devastated when, when she died. I like, I bawled my eyes out. It you just depends. Like if you, I did, I had a scorpion That's tarantula. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cool, was it, actually. Was, was the scorpion de venomed or? Uh, I don't know. Um, it was it was it like you can turn off the lights and turn on a black light and it would like glow. It was really, really cool. Really cool. I like kind of like creepy crawlies, but I mean, it's yeah. not like, you know, not cuddly like my dog. Like I'm not going to snuggle the tarantula. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hold it like once, but it's still like when you kind of like take care of something, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's that like that. Uh, yeah. You know, the yeah, you're right. paternal take... instinct, but kind of. And that, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You become a mom, yeah. like a fur. So it was, so it can be a fur yeah. baby, David. Anything can be, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm, it can in practice. Just don't call it that. That's all. 
No, it, like I, it's a weird. I, it's, it's a weird. Thing. It's, it's, it's a weird cute. name. It's just it's a weird cute. name. I have we we have we have fish. Um, and like I'm I don't like cry over the fish when they die because fish die pretty frequently. Although the fish yeah, we have now true. have been alive for a couple of years now, but. When a fish dies, uh, I do feel I do feel I do feel lost. Like I, I do feel down mm. in the dumps that day. I feel like I, I don't get that uh, one. There was the life in my hands, and I failed it. Uh, yeah. Even if it's not my fault, obviously. But you know, I feel like uh, something depended on me, and I couldn't help it any more than oh. I was able to. You know, that's how that's how that's how you feel. You no, know? that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. And fish. Okay, so when I used to work in the studio. Um, we used to work in the studio back in what, 2017, we got a fish because it was alone. We used to get real miserable in the office, Ben and I. So the owners had got a fish and they never took care of it. And Ben was like, I ain't taking care of that fish. It ended up being our best friend. And then um, the snow day came <laughs> and we didn't go, we didn't go back to the office for like almost a month because it was like a really bad like snowstorm. And then finally we go back to the office and baby that bird we was like the bird is dead and we were so sad so we went to go flush it down flush it down the toilet there's a video i have a video of this you mean that fish was dead I don't, I, you said bird because oh, uh, no, i don't think I'm you're sorry, flushing sorry. a bird fish, down the toilet fish, 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 fish. <laughs> we went to go flush it down although i don't know we've met we've we've discovered a new code rebecca today maybe she's <laughs> flushing doves no, down no, the toilet no birds no birds but we went to go flush the, the fish down the toilet and then it was alive and then we had to go back and scoop it up. Like, oh my God, no, the fish is alive. And we had to scoop it up, get the toilet water out of it, and then put it back. Oh my God. But sounds like it was a religious experience. You met the, the Jesus Christ. The we don't, that, that, Lazarus, baby, Lazarus, honey. We laid hands and came back to life. It was Lazarus fish. <laughs> Lazarus fish. Yes, Lazarus. Lazarus fish. I think that fish went to, to fish heaven at this point, but I, I'm just not. I'm not sure. All good fish do. Maybe all of our animals again, are playing again, with each other in heaven right again, now. My oh, yeah. is playing with the fish and mm -hmm. the bird. Yeah, and, Noah's yeah. Ark style, not eating each other. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect mm -hmm. harmony. The <laughs> rainbow bridge, they call it, right? That's the. Thing Wait, that's do you have an animal, thing. David? You say you have a dog. Uh, growing up, I had two different dogs. I, I, I don't have an animal right now. Okay. I, I have a child. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't have. have if I had a pet, me and my wife are we're just not. We don't have we're, we don't we're not high energy people. So if we had like two both two kids, a, two, two a child kids. and a pet is too much. Five fish, mm -hmm. two kids, five fish, a dog and a cat, buddy. Get oh with it. Get some what pets. Tinder is high energy. You're, you're high energy. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have. Yeah. You're up to like three in the morning doing live streams. I'm not you. Yeah. <laughs> he is high energy. Pepsi, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he comes alive at three a.m. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he comes alive. But that, I'm a plant mom, so I have that. I had a plant recently pass away, um, and I, that hurt me. But I bought that plant when I was dating some guy like a year ago. That guy's gone. So I'm like, yeah, you got to go too. Um, uh, but <laughs> I am a plant mom. I have like about eight plants and I take really great care of them. So yeah, I'm a proud plant parent. That How about that? Okay. That how works. That? Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah. I'm the worst plant parent. I, I can't tell you. I'm like a serial killer plant or serial um, plant killer. <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. I'll get them like, I need a plant. We need some plants in here, and then the, they just you need an independent plant. It's not One enough. that you have to water weekly, or maybe like bi-weekly. Yeah, get, get a snake yeah. plant. You never have to take care of them. Yeah, they, they snake take care plant. Of them. I have like a, a 
I had like a oh, bonsai plant, which you don't oh, water at all, okay. and th that, that's fine. Like that. Lives, and it, oh, but... and that's a good. See, the ones that are that are independent plants, I have some that are a little needy, um, but I do have independent plants in my bedroom. So they, when I leave out of town or something like that, they're good to go. Like I don't have to <laughs> worry about coming home, and then they just they did. Mm. So, yeah. This what a conversation. <laughs> what a show. What a it's show. the end of the oh, show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we it. made it, baby. We made yeah. it. I love it. What a show. Fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. Super chats. That's right. All right. Time I got to say, last week. Time for the second half of the show. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bender, all, last week. Look, Bender, I love you, Bender. But last week, it was amazing. Because the show was two hours, and that's it. We were done. It was like. There's oh, no yeah. Chats? No, there were super chats, but we rolled through them. There weren't as, weren't as many, obviously, because you're not here to get all the super chats. But we, we, we were done at like 11. It was the greatest day of my life. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, what, Rebecca, what, are we what do I, business? Or, or, what do I do differently? What do I do differently? You weren't here. You get what, more, what I, and what? you get more, and I think we just talk a lot more because it's three of us, so it just, it yeah. just goes longer. Y'all know I'll be out because cause I get about two super chats and it's all right, but I'll be out after. Oh, that. I'll be rolling through mine. I got like five, so I could just like bing, bing, bing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, right, you get so the look at this. We have forty one, and they're all they're all benders. They're all benders. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need to spread the no, love. No, not all benders. Okay? I'm sure Mike has a bunch too. I I I my stream wasn't that great today either because of that copyright thing. I lost like two hundred viewers. No, maybe they're all mics then. My look, my five viewers turned into two. I'm just kidding. I see all seventy four y'all on here right now. <laughs> but here, here, yeah, we could do yours, Rebecca, quickly if you have okay, just a yeah. few of them. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll say love you all. I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out. I I, I, I monetize mind see explosions it. yet, but thanks for watching and monetize it. We gotta all. get him oh, monetized. Yeah. Gotta be Loving close, right? It. I'm close. I'm like I'm like a hundred hours away from four thousand. So okay, okay, okay. okay. It yeah, was a, it was a bye pleasure friends, being back them. with you guys and seeing you. Bye, again Lance. Week, Lance. Take care. Yeah, take care, Lance. Mm -hmm. See you. All right, so Bay Photo, thank you so much for your super chat. Um, says I'm with you on the booze. I still, I'll still have a drink now and then. Um, I've cut back significantly, night and day at difference. Better mood, more energy, no stomach aches. Keep it up, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm trying, honey, because I'm trying to make sure I'm snatched when it comes time to spring, because I'm gonna be naked. Spring and summer for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to find the next one here. Uh... Got lots of scrolling through all of Binders and Mike's. Y'all love me. If you guys could find that her next one, oh, Jesus Christ, how far do I go? I think I can find it on because if, if it's on the old my, stream, I'm not going to see that. But I do. Mike, see you're going to have oh, to take over the super, the super okay. chats too because I don't I don't have them all here because I had to reset my stream. Like I had to refresh mm, okay. when I was lagging. Okay. Adar or Ader, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but thank you so much for your super chat. Congratulations, Rebecca, on growing your channel enough to attract trolls. Oh, there's trolls in the chat. Um, but now you need some mods. I do. So the mod that's usually there is, hasn't been there, um, but Tony uh, says they want to be a mod. When I figure it out again, I got you. Promise to mean it. And um, Andrew, thank you so much for your super chat. Money for Becca's new bird feeder. I do need one because that one is starting to fade and it's looking a little raggedy on the back of me. So yes. And so Ren, thank you so much for your super chat. Becca is right. Spread the love. That's right. Spread the yes. love. Okay. We need them on all of our channels. Okay. Because we're here working with y'all. Help us and support us each channel. All right, y'all. 
I know that Bender has all the people on his channel. Y'all need to come over and subscribe to mine as well. I seen them numbers. Like I said, all y'all too. I'll be on y'all pages. I'll be like, oh, look at their numbers. Yeah, come over there and subscribe to Rebecca's channel, okay? Yes, um, do it. Please do. All right, y'all. I'm out. Y'all know I got to work in the morning. Love y'all. Mean it. And I will see y'all next Thursday, Saturday morning. Make sure you guys see you for like it or not. I'll see you guys. Take Bye. care. Bye, guys. Bye, Rebecca. Always weird. Whoa, too close. Going to that. <laughs> I hate that it does that. Um, Actually, I really I'm only got like six. So I'm energy. just gonna. I'm gonna roll. I would love to stay here forever. I'd love to stay here forever, but I, I got a. I got six, so it's like I'm just gonna roll through mine if that's okay. That works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first two are are my favorite. Actually, let me let me let me find them. Uh, from Fart Gas, Poopy Fart. I love that. That's, that's the first one God I have. Bless you, fart gas. Poopy fart. Not, not quite sure what this is all about. Uh, let me scroll down. For some reason, this the the next. Oh wait, I already scroll by it. Uh, I will find it. Did I do? Yeah. Oh, poopy fart. Poopy butt is the other one. There we go. Poopy love butt. That too. Wow. <laughs> nice. Don't really know what's going on here. Shout out to uh, fart the gas. next one. Yeah, shout out to, to Fart Gas. Thank you, Fart Gas. Um, still alive with my favorite kind of super chat, a video game super chat. Mm. To the gamers here, did you see that article where Ubisoft says for everyone to get used to not owning video games? Saying the quiet part out loud. I did see that. And uh, to me, this, this is just, I'm almost glad they said it out loud because it's what they've all been fighting for. <laughs> so it's what right. all these publishers have been wanting for so long because they... The return they make, of course, is so much greater on digital content because there is no physical product to produce. So that's ultimately where they down, want to get to. This this came straight down from uh, Klaus Schwab of the WEF. You will eat the bugs. You will not own anything. You will not own any video games. <laughs> this came straight from them. Who's Klaus Schwab? The guy, the guy who, the guy who runs the uh, World Economic Forum. That right wingers have. Oh, uh, crazy will not, conspiracies yeah, yeah, yeah. about you will not own anything. Damn, this that joke <laughs> fell on deaf ears. <laughs> Wrong did. audience. Wrong audience. I thought you guys were cultured. My bad. No, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, art from hell. I'm just doing mind bender since I have like five, and and then I'm going to uh, going to leave. Art from hell. Thank you for your twenty euros. See, I'm cultured. I got got European viewers here. Look at that. Uh, that was like that was like CEOs trying to do IT. I wish I knew what this is in reference to, but I, it was during one of our conversations. Clearly, at nine eighteen p.m. I don't remember, but thank you, thank you, Art from hell. I appreciate it. Uh, Andrew S. <laughs> I wish they would just mark. Our names on each chat, yeah, so we right. know it would make this so much easier. Um, no, wrong one. This one. Uh, I cannot be a bird person. Too much maintenance for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say birds are probably the one of the easier pets to own. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of maintenance, but compared to the amount of work needed for like a dog, but they're loud and also. If you have a cat, mm. you just can't have a bird unless you have like a lot of like precautions, have them in a different room or something. Cause my cat would like to eat that bird. 
Oh yeah, I got. Yeah, I sense. gotta say, I'm not. I wasn't much of a bird person too. They're loud and they are a lot of work. But yeah, they, I'm not a fan of birds. Uh, after, but but after after uh, my CES trip, I had to go to Austin, Texas for a wedding. It's this is the most traveling this past week I've ever done in my life. I've never done not i've never done back-to-back uh places like that before but it did it and while we were in all my family was with me in austin we went to like one of those like safaris they have in texas and there they have um they had like a bird uh aviary or whatever that you walk into and they hang mm. a little bird feeder and the birds just come and land on you and eat off oh, of your that's pretty cool it was it was actually awesome and i, I oh, want a okay. bird now I want to add a bird oh, really? to my, oh, my, my collection. <laughs> to, your, to the jungle you have in your house already. Right. Oh, God, so, I although I don't, I don't think you can actually get a bird and have a cat as well, especially if you want that yeah. bird to fly, yeah. fly around. It's not like a dog where you can train them. Cats instinctually will go after a bird. I don't think you can yeah. train that out of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Koru, thank you. Just for you, David. I appreciate that. Member for 53 months. God damn that. Wow. I did everything right and they indicted me. I need to get some new sound drops. I say that every week 50, and I never do. How long is 53 months? How many How many years is that? Is that five years? No, that's a little bit less. That's four and a half years? years? No, no, no. It's, no. it's probably like since I had two, membership. No, I was, two years? Yeah, I was, I was thinking like, wait. <laughs> It's probably since I launched. Time. It's probably since I had access to start membership. That's great. You're probably four, the longest member. Four that years is, is four years is forty eight months. So it's more than four years, but it's not yeah. quite five years. How did I get two? I'm trying to go back in my brain and <laughs> think. Know. How did I get two months out of that? Two years? Oh, no, that would be yeah. Or two years? Yeah, I don't know how I got that. Maybe maybe you are a bird, Mike. Maybe you got that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Brian B, thank you for your super chat. It says David, get a get a pothos plant. They're easy to take care of and look great. Thanks for all the awesome work you do. Let me see what these things look like. Poth, pothos, pothos. Oh, I've seen these are like these are like a a house plant. Like when I think of a house plant. This is what I think of. You look at pothos mm-hmm. plant. Yes, mate. Well, if if they're that easy, then uh, apps. I mean. Our house, our place is completely barren. Like it's it's bad. We 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 probably need some some plants or something in here. You don't have for any sure. fake plants? Uh, no, we don't got shit. But we've oh, had really? plants that die, <laughs> but we don't. So it's just like we just stop buying them because it's just, gotta get some nice fake out. ones. Yeah, but then don't they feel? You have fake plants. You don't. Yeah. I guess right there. You, yeah. you don't. Do they still work the same, or do you like feel like? Like, like, do do you walk into your room and and just think, look at this fake ass shit? Like, you know, I would feel like I would just see fake plant, it just wouldn't do anything. It'd be like that's just a piece of furniture. Did you did you know they were fake plants behind sitting behind Mike? Uh, Did you know they were fake, uh, David? Did you? I didn't even notice them at all, to be completely honest with you, until until I asked him the question and he saw I saw him look behind him. (laughs) If you get really cheap ones, then they're gonna look shitty. You kind of get what you But I wouldn't know. Yeah, I could figure it out. Obviously, from here, from a small little window, they look real to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake mean, one has. One of the things Mike, one of the things Mike, Mike probably notices when he uses his poison ivy powers, the fake ones don't do anything. Yeah. That's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do have to do a spell to keep them alive. Like, you don't water oh, them, wow. but they're fake. So you that's do not it. too bad. At least you don't you have do to water them. You do a spell every once in a while. That's, that's yeah. harder. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jcast, two dollars super chat. Thank you. Says token money for Tekken tag. Have fun. The new Tekken demo is pretty good. I wish I wasn't shitty at, at fighting games because mm. I'd be playing them all. But um, uh, hey, the Tekken eight demo money? is really good. There's, I'm not sure exactly, but I know there's like a if you play the demo, there's there's the whole single player, at least an element of it. There's a uh, you play as like a person at an arcade playing Tekken. It's really interesting mm. how, how they set up set up the arcade. So maybe maybe there's token money in that. But um, it seems pretty cool. All right, I'm good. See you all, lovely people, next week. Take Have a great care, night. Take Goodbye. Care, great Have seeing you again. Night. Bye. All, all right, righty. folks, strap in. You ready for another two hours? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. Go. Oh, let me quickly thank the Surfs TV for rating me over on Twitch. Thank you so much, oh, Surfs viewers. Here on Left It's Mafia. We do a little stream where we do no, you guys know what I'm talking about. All right, let's watch. If you're not if you don't if you don't follow me on Twitch though, you should hit the follow button while you're there, right? Eh, 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 eh. All right. So, uh this one is for me from Bren R. Uh, I don't see a message uh on both sides, but uh thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Uh we've got uh this one for you. Oh, Wanda with a super chat. Great job on Novara Media. Wish they would, could be guests, but the time difference doesn't work for them on our side of the pond. Yeah, I made my uh, Novara Media debut this week. They had me on to talk about the Iowa caucus. Uh, it was a uh-huh. good time, great time. Uh, great people over there. They do really good work over in the UK. Um, and uh, yeah, I would love to do more with them. Excuse me. Jeez, I'd love to do more with them. Nice. Another one for you. Uh, Tokyo Hans, last Monday was Ben Shapiro's 40th birthday. I celebrated by taking a huge Ben. Reminder, Ben means poo in Japanese. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Very I'm going to cool. say that. I'm going to say that. Uh, this one poo is Shapiro. for me from American Wasp with Dieter McBusiness. Hottest female conservative commentator, Tommy? Tommy Loren? Uh, you know, for me, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of all the female conservative commentators, and Tommy Loren is like the only one that comes into mind. So I guess Candace uh, Owens is also really pretty. I'd say Candace Owens probably over Tommy, uh, because I feel no, actually, I was gonna say because I feel like Tommy is nastier, but really, Candace Owens has gotten like way more fascistic over the years so i'm kind of like linking the inside with the outside in terms of like how it makes them look i don't know uh they're both they're both fine i'm not necessarily the best judge there are quite a number of uh good looking conservative commentators but uh they're not hot because their opinions are a complete turnoff and are quite make, make them quite ugly that's that's the thing. It's like if you're ugly on the inside, then I feel like you're gonna kind of see that ugliness on the outside too, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, if if they were nice, then they'd be better. Uh, another one for me from Dieter McBusiness. Thank you, Dieter. Uh, voter turnout is everything. How do we get it up? Um, will you take Blue Chew from our sponsor for Leftist Mafia? Use coupon code Let Now. Um, I see that ad all the time. Uh, you know, this isn't necessarily something that we are able to do uh, or you. This is something that Democrats really need to do. Uh, I mean, I, I guess in theory, you could do it as well if you organize enough. But, you know, this kind of needs to be something with the amount of time we have. 
that has to be done at the national level. So Democrats need to do it. And um, that is really, in theory, an easy question. You've just got to register lots of people, talk to a lot of people. But Democrats are going to have a hard time recruiting young activists who actually get out and door knock and canvas. So they need to start now. Right. I didn't get to make this point earlier on the show because we just moved on. And um, I, I made this point on my stream, though. Um, you know, usually the argument from the vote blue, no matter who, you know, uh, normie Dems, the resistance libs, is that like, oh, young people, progressives, leftists need to just get over whatever their problems are with the president or the administration when it comes time to vote. Because what they want is not something the president could just snap his fingers and do whatever policy they're angry or upset about not being enacted he needs help from congress now whether that's fully true uh, uh, or not there there's often a little bit of truth to that the president can't just um enact a full policy like medicare for all or something like that on his own but this time around the number one issue that's hurting the president the Democratic president is something that he has complete 100% control. That's over. true. The United States of America's policy on Israel and its support for what's going on in Gaza is fully controlled by the commander in chief, the president of the United States. And so it is fully on him what happens in November. This is not an issue where people, oh, you could say people pouted and stomped their feet because they didn't get their way. And I don't agree with that, you know, when you make it previously. But mm -hmm. there is that uh, without the dramatics and knocking people who are hurting, um, there is that uh, element of truth that what they would like is not completely attainable by the president alone. Mm -hmm. That's not the case this year. Right. This is 100% on him, and he can decide to change the whole thing in terms of what's uh, the United States' implicit support for what's going on, the what is happening to the Palestinians in Gaza, and also how he's doing right now in the general election. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to Joe Biden. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. Um, so this one is another one from me from Joshua Jenkins, though, here. Uh, $10. Thank you so much, Joshua. Can we try to achieve victory in this country without the use of violence on both sides? Um, I think it depends on what you mean by victory. Like, we can have small victories. We can have bigger victories, like FDR-type victories. But, I mean, if you're if – you're, um, if your idea of victory is, like, communist revolution – that's not going to happen without violence. So I, I think that a lot of us are not revolutionaries. We uh, do what we can and we exercise our you know, right to vote to the extent that we can. We advocate for candidates. But I mean, you can have victories without violence. But like, I think that for this oppressive system, like to completely dismantle late stage capitalism, um, you, you, you're not going to do that by voting, unfortunately. So it just kind of depends on like what your what your goal set is, really. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I believe this one is you. Uh, Jay Cash with a super chat. Binder was truly unimpressed because there's no cyber conversion van to exist yet. And also not enough people with open toe shoes at the convention. 
uh, talking about CES. Well, first of all, I hate anyone who wears sli- uh, slippers or uh, uh, sandals or anything like that in public, uh, if especially if you're a male. Uh, 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 men's feet are not meant to be uh, shown in the open. <laughs> men's feet are usually gross. <laughs> feet in general, actually, I'm not a fan of. Feet are definitely not, but men's feet particularly. I am not a sandal or uh, uh, slippers guy. You'll never catch me wearing those Crocs. Forget it. I wear sneakers. That's what I wear. Pre- preferably Vans. Once upon a time, Converse. Um, uh, sometimes creepers if I'm feeling fancy. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, for the first one, the funny thing is, Kia actually. I'm not a car tech person. I think uh, it's all it doesn't interest me. But Kia mm-hmm. actually unveiled their ver- vision of a the, their car for the future, which actually looks a lot like those old school VW Vanagons. Like the seventies, like oh, uh, I think I saw one of these. Yeah, and, and and the whole point of it though is that everything inside is swappable. Like mm, you could turn the right. car into a pickup truck, or then if you need to, like you know, try for work, like you turn it into a pickup truck for work. If you need to now take the kids somewhere, you uh, swap out the uh, the the pickup truck plug in from the back, and you put in the van uh, piece, and you put in the seats. It was really cool looking. Uh, and if that's what they do, if, if both the design and like the swappable stuff is on the way if, at some point, I would actually be really excited for cars for the first time ever. Because I think modern cars are lame and ugly, honestly. I think I, agree. I hate the design of them. This, mm-hmm. I just hate how they look. I I I like like how cars looked in like the 50s, 60s. Oh, 70s, see, I, I think that they were worse then. <laughs> What? I hate old cars. Yeah, I hate old cars. I think they look terrible. I don't like all the curves. I like. I want something that no, is they, like. They were like boxy and stuff back in the day. I like that. I like. That. Well, I'm thinking of like the fucking like you know the classics, like the old muscle cars where they have like, I don't know. I just, I don't like. I I just like you. I'm not interested in cars really. I don't care. Um, I like the ones that um. Will one day have self driving? That's when I when my interest will go up in cars. But Elon kind of ruined that for all of us by releasing a completely half baked idea. But that's when I'll like start to really care about cars. In my opinion, I don't know. I just I don't really never been a car someone, person. So, someone needs to pump out a brand new car model that just looks like the old like Ford Ford Model T. I want I want like I want a jalopy. I want a fucking modern day jalopy. Okay. <laughs> I want, I want, like a horn that, <laughs> and the big skinny wheels and the box car with like the open, there are no windows. It's just like open air from the sides. And it looks like something that like your great, great, great grandpa was driving. That's what I want. <laughs> okay. This one uh, is for me from Rextrack. $10. Thank you, Rextrack. I'd love third-party progressives, but as a boomer with statistically 20 years left on this rock, I'm voting Biden. I don't want to spend my last decades in a Republican dystopian Nazi racist telescope. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you, right? I mean, it's if you watch Ole's video, she said all of this just so perfectly. Um, you know, you're you're picking your adversary when it comes to the presidential races, right? You're like, there's never going to be a situation where it's like, oh, I'm so enthusiastic to vote for this person, or if you are enthusiastic you'll soon find out that they are lying and they'll turn out to be terrible. So like you're 
you're never going to get anything better than the lesser of two really bad evils. Um, so you're, you know, you do what you can to stop fascists from, from winning. So I, I really don't blame you. I think this one is for you. Uh, Tokyo Hans, a thousand yen. God, I got to assume that that's like translates to, I think I make this joke every time. 5,000 US dollars. <laughs> um, been looking for new work. Got scouted by a Tesla taxi company. The company launches in April. The pay is good. Have no clue how they found me and if they know my social media consumption. Opinions? Mm. I mean, if they're paying you a shit ton. Yeah. Take it. Make, make some money and then, and then uh, while you're there, be on the lookout for even greener pastures and go there. I yeah, mean, absolutely. just a single individual not taking a job at that company is not going to make any difference. So you might as well, right. like, they're not going to fail because you're not there and make the world a better place because <laughs> because they failed. So I would say abstract as much money from them as possible working there and uh, move on when you're done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. It doesn't mean you're like a fanboy of Elon. We all hate the the people we work for so well, i don't uh, think yeah. this has anything to do with elon specifically it sounds like it's a taxi company that's just using all teslas or something like that that's how mm -hmm. i'm reading. oh i see i see elon's okay, not starting one. a taxi company well uh, yeah that's true I, I wasn't sure if it was like um i you don't want to be associated with tesla or or something like that just because you know you see the bumper stickers at least i've seen them online of Hey, don't uh, don't blame me. I didn't know Elon was an idiot when I bought this or something like that. Right. Well, uh, he's not, he's not funny, giving money. Right. He's not giving money to Elon and buying a Tesla. He's working for a right. company that's gonna gonna buy Teslas to, for their taxi service, whether he's there or not. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. So Wanda, uh, thank you so much for the ten dollars. Appreciate that. Uh, Mike, I watched your video on young voters, and I get uh, I get the anger at Biden, but what about Representative Rashida Tlaib, Omar? Uh, Corey Bush, who are all up for re-election. Will Gen Z and Gen Y let them uh, fall by staying home? I really, really hope not. I hope that this doesn't um, affect their electoral chances. But what we tend to see is that, like, the enthusiasm for the president also kind of has, like, this ripple effect, right? To where if there's high enthusiasm for the top of the ticket, the down-ticket Democrats are going to benefit. But if there's low enthusiasm, yeah, the turnout think... is low... So I, I hope, I really, really hope that people, I, I, if they're I not going to vote for Biden, at least turn up for like these progressives. I don't think, I don't, I mean, obviously that is a factor and it's going to, it's going to happen somewhat, but mm -hmm. I also don't think it's going to be as extreme because we're seeing it even like special elections where nobody usually turns out. Democrats are, are winning those elections. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Biden is the weak link here. I think like I, yeah. I foresee people actually getting out to vote against Trump by voting down ticket. And just maybe not voting mm. in the, for the presidential election at all as a fuck you to Trump, obviously, and to Biden. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I it, obviously it is a general election, so you're going to get a lot of people. Uh, you have a lot of people involved, hundreds of millions. So of course there will be some people who will decide not to go vote at all because of Biden, dragging down the Dem ticket. But I don't think it's going to be as much as usual because I think people are still going to go out to vote against Republicans. Uh, due to like Roe v. Wade, um, yes, I know that is obviously whoever president is a big deal. But for the average voter, um, you know, I, I think they're gonna view it as I'll vote Democrat down ticket. Mm -hmm. Uh this one is for me actually from Tokyo Hans five hundred yen. Thank you. 
I wish you best on your health journey. Thank you so much. It would be beautiful for you to join the live LM show in Tokyo. I would love to go to Tokyo. That is further down in the pipeline because that is a like 12, maybe 16 hour flight. I think it's like 16 hours or something. Uh, but I would love to visit Tokyo. I think that'd be really, really cool. Huh, let me just let me just uh, uh, you know uh, uh, add a little addendum there because some people are like, no one's gonna skip, go out to vote and vote down ticket and skip the president. I'll be right back while you do that so I can get some more water. I'm ta- I'm talking about in places where it matters. Like you don't think Arab voters in Michigan are gonna go and vote for like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and. And Minnesota, I should say too, obviously, because I mentioned, uh, you know, a number of candidates there. Um, you know, I think um, you're going to get voters in specific swing states going out to vote as they would, regardless, and as a statement to Biden specifically over uh, Israel Palestine, they're going to abstain. I, again, I don't think it's going to be some huge numbers, but it's going to be enough in important areas in important swing states that could make the difference um all right let's uh oh boy i don't have i can't see all the uh, uh, uh hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on let me see if i could find Oh boy, I can't find where we are. Um, oh, I found it. Who's this? Oh, it's from Mike. Oh, all right, let me see if uh, someone. Let me read one of mine. Hmm. <laughs> Where, where, uh, what? I can't find. All right, you're back. Thank God. Okay, continue. I'm back. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I, couldn't find, I couldn't find the next uh, post. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Dieter McBusiness. Again, this is the third super chat. Thank you so much. You are so kind. Um, Mike, meditation is my daily mental health fitness. Weekly therapy is very helpful. Even just a five-minute meditation will help with focus depression. I had not considered that yet. I used to meditate, and it did help me with... Uh, with calmness, I might have to give that a try. Um, I'm not necessarily as anxious overall. I think I, I kind of am uh, getting better in that sense. It's just like certain situations where the claustrophobia and panic kicks in. Um, if I'm in like really chaotic situations where there's a lot of people, if I'm like driving for a long time, uh, things like that. But I'll, I'll give that another try. Um, let's see here. So the next is... Man, having oh. David to go through his really messes up the. the <laughs> I can never tell which are his. Yeah, I'm trying to go by memory here. Uh, okay, so I think that this one is you. This is me, but there's a there's one missing, which is weird. Oh, which one's um, missing? Um, Wanda sent me a. Uh, this might have been sent when my feed was blocked. Interesting. Oh here, no, I up. think I just accidentally scrolled past it. Is it this one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, I think I just w- missed it. Wanda with a super chat. Glad you are back on Leftist Mafia this week. Now we can get back to those regular four-hour Leftist Mafia streams. And then the <laughs> classic membership, uh, my YouTube membership emojis, the Pigpen Matt and the Matt Thumbs Up. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Thank you, Wanda. 
Okay, now we are we're uh, back up to where Balthazar, we be. right? Yep. Balthazar, I'm kicking myself. I had tickets to Adam Conover tonight and totally missed it because I put it in the wrong month on my calendar. Oh, that Ooh, sucks. That sucks. Uh, yeah. What what month did you think it was? February, I guess. Cuz it's the next month. I hope you didn't like put it like 8 months down. That would god, that would <laughs> suck so bad. Damn. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter what month you put it in. The point is you missed it, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Uh, this one's for you. Trent, yep. Trent with a super chat. Matt Bender shadow band. I was. I was. By, by, the, by the view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is for me from uh, Mariano Rivera. $5. Thank you so much. Important to note that Anna Navarro is proud of her father, who was a Contra supporter of the far-right CIA-trained death squads in Nicaragua. I actually had not heard that about her, but it honestly does not surprise me at all. No, I I had heard about this. Yes, it's pretty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's. It's funny how it's like you learn something that's supposed to be shocking, but when you know the person, it's like the least surprising thing ever. Yeah. Okay. This... I mean, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Four ninety nine from Bay Photo for me. Thank you so much. I saw a twenty twenty four prediction that Gen Z will be blamed for the outcome of the election, and I can't help but feel like Dems are setting up to do just that. I think that. That is probably going to be the case. It'll be a combination of Gen Z, the left, progressives. Um, but there's a really I can't recommend this video enough. So um, you're about you to, watch... you're about to see you're about to see new levels of democratic Islamophobia and racism than you ever oh. could have imagined. Yes. If oh if, yeah, if that happens, put put Gen Z uh, aside. Honestly, you're about to see a full blown <laughs> Dems get their full on freak on when it comes to. What they really think about uh, Muslims and Arabs? Yeah, you're already yeah. seeing it. You're already seeing it. Really, you should hear some of the things that people are saying. That it's fucking, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Um. So watch the some more news video on why we should have a primary because he goes through like different primary processes and shows how like there's this like correlation between whenever Democrats try to shove somebody down our throats that we don't like they lose elections and it's not like it's not like this is a surprising thing but the way that he like goes through how bad it is and why we're kind of in that same boat again is really fascinating so i would highly encourage that check that video out um this one is from abel soul two dollars too many youtube ads in the middle of stream so when I select the ad option, I always go for conservative. So it shows the least amount of ads. I'm wondering if it would be better to just like, I don't know if you can, like, can you set it for like every hour or something? Cause oh, my, I don't know my, if that would be more. Wait, wait, what option are you picking? I choose the, I choose, I choose the conservative option. So it shows less. Oh, ads. you're miss, you're misreading it. It's not uh, how many ads you want to show. It's which political. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was, uh, you had me going for a second. I'm like, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, I, oh, so, that's why yeah. my audience keeps seeing PragerU ads. Oh, I click <laughs> the conservative option. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. YouTube system is automated. So sometimes, like, and I don't, like, for streams, I usually never go back and check. Sometimes you'll see, like, no ads. Most of the time, you'll see like five ads in the first hour and then like no ads in the back half when they should be spacing it. But they try to like, I I'm assuming, opt for the most eyeballs. 
but yeah, I'm not sure. I'll look at the settings and see what would be preferable. Uh, I try my best, but during streams, I don't have any control of it. So uh, I'll, I'll look and see if there's any way I can tweak it. So that way Lies. we do every hour. Lies. There's a little button at the top of the YouTube studio when you're doing a live stream that has a money sign with a plus. And when you click, it literally is called the insert ad button. And when you press that button, it puts an ad in your stream. I see Mike clicking that button nonstop throughout the entire show. <laughs> just <laughs> nonstop, just constantly clicking that button. He's doing it. He's putting those ads in the stream for you. Lion Mike, Lion Mike. Well, to be fair, there is like, you can insert ads, I believe at specific uh, portions of a stream like you can with videos. Uh, the problem is, like, I don't know when would be appropriate for that. But with the automated system, it's supposed to, like, try to determine the best time. So if there's, like, maybe, like, a little bit of dead space, they'll play one. I don't know how it works. I'm not sure. But um, I'll look into it. If not, then you'll have to deal with the ads, unfortunately. But I'm going to try to uh, make sure that they're not too annoying because I, I hate ads, too. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I think this Let is for check. you, actually. Yeah, this mm, is you. It is. Yep. Uh, Wanda says, I get the anger about Gaza, but if Gen Z, why don't vote? We boomers will. You will get our results on all issues instead. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the, the you know, I think this is a, a I, listen, I'm not advocating for it. I, I advocate for uh, voting strategically, but I also think in terms of you're advocating for that. Um, you, you can't, you can't do what a lot of Democrats do by default and that's belittle the person who they're trying to win over. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. The whole like, uh, oh, you want Trump to win. Oh, so you support the fact. Oh, so you're, no, you can't do that. Just say, oh, I'm voting. This is what, how I'm voting and this is why. And this is just how I view voting. And, you know, you discuss it that way. I think the whole incessant like uh, like hassling someone and and attacking someone is the most like counterproductive thing you can do when you're trying to win them over. I, I mean, it's literally the strategy you see from Israel when trying to <laughs> when trying to like push their propaganda. It's like the most oh you support Hamas then you a terrorist. It's like mm -hmm. they're, they're you're, literally you're making to... that case against South Africa. Like, oh, they support right. Hamas. Like, what the fuck? Call, call, calling everyone who disagrees with you an anti-Semite isn't going to win them over. I'll tell you that much. I mean, yeah, in Israel's case, their actions are going to it doesn't matter. But in terms of voting strategically, don't 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 pull don't pull in Israel. <laughs> um mm. Try to win people over by just explaining how you're voting and why you vote that way and and and, and you know, why you do that. Um, and hopefully it'll make sense to them and th they'll vote accordingly. Um, but but you really can't you really can't do the whole thing that you see de Dems like the Democratic base do online, where it's just like attack and nag and and uh, uh, belittle. It's it's so counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that that's what Wanda is doing. To be clear. I, oh no, no, I no, no, that, no. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm just, just you sure. know, I, I'm, I'm just saying in terms of like, her point is is valid. Obviously, that's what yeah. happens when young people just don't liberals vote. in general are doing that vote. so much. Like they're doing the scolding, the vote shaming, and it just if it was going to work, don't you think it would have worked in like 2016 or 2000? Like it just it's. Liberals have to learn to not do that. I mean, I mean, the progressives who they were so angry with, they went, uh, went out and voted for Hillary 
despite yeah. what uh what their the, what was going on like we, we were, yeah. progressives were literally called misogynists and who knows mm-hmm. what more with the bernie bro thing and everything yeah and the vast majority of progressives still went out and voted for hillary like more than hillary supporters in 2008 voted for obama for by obama. the way right yeah right yeah so i mean i mean young people and progressives they get it yeah uh, the, again the the issue isn't gonna be that the vast majority of progressives and young people aren't gonna vote for joe biden the issue is that a particular subset of those groups and Arabs and Muslims in certain areas where their votes really matter more than they do in other areas will not vote for Biden. And that will sway, swing the election. Mm-hmm. It's not the vast majority. It's particular types of voters in particular important swing states. Right. And is enough of them could be a very little amount of them overall but enough of them in that particular state to swing it against biden that's mm-hmm. the possibility not that biden is going to lose all young people or whatever that's not going to happen mm-hmm. uh, i think this one is for you tokyo hans with a super chat one more piece of good news Guatemala election leftist wins. Oh, I have to look up, I have to I have to update myself on what's going on with I've not been paying attention unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't either. <clears throat> uh Celeste with been, 199. Been, been a busy week, yeah. I've been traveling, yeah. Uh congrats to Succession and Kieran Culkin Emmy win. Yeah, I I, I heard about that. I, I loved Succession and I think that uh Kieran's character was funny in that. Creepy but funny. Uh, this one is uh, from Jcast. Five dollars. Thank you, Jcast. Just a reminder to Mike that you don't have to be into sports to get athletes' foot. Be careful out there. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, Lizzie Bennett with ten dollars. Uh, Megan the Stallion. And thank you, by the way, Lizzie. Megan the Stallion uh, at the Anime Awards. I gotta check it out. Did y'all know that she, along with MMA fighter Mirko Filipovic, served as inspiration for the character Mirko on My Hero Academia. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Okay. I, I didn't get too much into My Hero Academia. I only watched like the first three seasons. Um, eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I, I'm curious to see. Uh, I First of all, I didn't even know that there was an anime awards, uh, let alone that Megan the Stallion was hosting it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, Let's see here. We have one from Tokyo Hans, 500 yen. Thank you. Uh, you say dog would love pumpkin spice. What's your opinion on Uggs? Love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that the... Uh... Okay, this one is going to be for you or David? Mm, it's for me. Oh, wait, you missed one. Uh, oh, did I? AOD fan. AOD fan. Oh, let me go back Can up. You see it? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. There we go. AOD fan, member for six months. Thank you so much, AOD fan. If Bender, if it's Bender, but I'll take it. You're a member <laughs> of the YouTube. You're, you're, you're paying me. You can call me whatever you'd like. Uh, if Bender hosted it, would it would be days reading all the super chats, right? It would be it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Who cares about awards <laughs> when you hear my super chats? Uh, Pluvius with a $10 super chat. Oh my God, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> There are two kinds of people who use fur baby, people who are overly attached to their pets and people who know whether by choice or circumstance, 
that nobody's breeding with this shit. <laughs> Uh, I would probably, I, I would have probably phrased it in a slightly uh, nicer way, but I think that's spot on that about the two types who use fur babies. Yes. Uh, let me see where we're at. Okay. Uh, I think this one is the next one. Or, or there's a third that sort of is a spinoff of the second a little bit, or in a way it is empty nesters, older people whose kids oh, true. are in their teens and college mm -hmm. or in their 20s 30s have families of their own and they move they're no longer living in the house you get a lot of empty nesters who start to treat who get pets and start to treat them like children yeah i mean you even, you even get some of them who go out and actually like adopt literal monkeys to have as close to a human baby as possible Ooh, that's just that's not that's too much <laughs> uh okay this one is for you from tokyo hans i believe um, is it for me? Let or me did see. I skip one? You skipped one, yeah. Soul Life. Oh, I thought that that was for. Is this someone one yours? Tell Re... Yeah, Soul Life. Says oh, someone I'm tell sorry. Re... I missed this earlier. Someone tell Rebecca to look at her chat. Yeah, after she'd already left, someone I, I noticed there was a few people, um, that uh gave me a heads up or tried to give me a heads up because I did not get the heads up during the show where the heads up is what you would call a heads up. But uh, <laughs> I noticed a few people trying to let me know that there was uh, a troll in Rebecca's chat. It <laughs> happens. All right. Let me go back to that other. Uh, Tokyo Hans, 2,000 yen, which I'm assuming must be 10,000 USD. Uh, Gen Z merely adopted the internet. Uh, millennials were born in it. We didn't see the light until we were already adults. By then, it was nothing to us but blinding. The shadows betray you because they belong to us. <laughs> Thank you, Tokyo Hans. That was very well, very, yeah. very beautiful. Be poetry to my ears. Yeah, poetic, right? Um, so all of these are going to be yours except one oh. more for me. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, all right. Well, just a few more. I'll, I'll, I'll go through these. Let's do this. You let me know when yours comes up. I'll just okay. I'll double check. Uh, Andrew okay. S., member for six months. Thank you, Andrew. Millennials born in the age of the internet can hum the dial tone download screen. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Andrew S., member for six months. Uh, oh, same Andrew. There we go. Uh, I cannot be a bird person. Too much maintenance for me. They they are a lot of maintenance. They're I did high I was, maintenance. I did have birds when I was a kid. Yes, they are very messy too. And yeah, there's uh, there's obviously no like real controlling them. Like they bird seed all they over do. the floor and shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, they do what they do. Yep. Uh, oh, Adar that's... with is this for me? That is Rebecca, I believe. Okay, let me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Got a couple of Rebecca. You lied to me. You lied. Okay, this one is my last one here uh, from Balthazar, four ninety nine. Thank you, Balthazar. You'd think a plant store would have used the name Plant Parrot. <laughs> That's pretty genius. Someone That's actually that. really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Someone should absolutely get on that. Okay, I believe the remainder are for you and not for David and Rebecca. So that's the uh, one you thing I'll You want to stick around? For, yeah, I'll stick around, sure. Cool. I'll, I'll breeze right through them. All right. Uh, hold on. I think you skipped one. Uh, Did I? Omega. How do I keep skipping these? Because th th these are. 
Oh, I thought this was mentioning for, uh, other Rebecca. people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Omega with the super chat. Rebecca taking us on a journey and made me feel old. Yes. Yes. I'm not sure what you're. I don't remember what you were talking about. But for a second, out of the corner of my eye, I thought you were drinking a big tall glass of milk. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I did a double take. I was like, wait, what? I was... <laughs> Uh, that's so random but i love it uh okay i think we were at uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think we were at here right uh yeah logan hill with a membership super chat member for six months had a ferret must have been a Beastmaster fan it was on four times a week on nine from 1989 to 1993 hbo no, I I just thought they were cool and they were like they're, they're sort they're sort of no, known for being like the the punk pet. A lot of a lot of punks have them. I just think they're cool too. It must be it must be something about them. The the yeah. the, the, the must the, their mustiness must speak to must speak to the punks. I I I really like ferrets. I think they're cute. I would never want to own one though. Okay, next. They're one's very deep. smart actually. They people people right. don't realize how how cat like they are. They're not mm -hmm. rodents. They don't act like hamsters or, or gerbils or guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. They do pay attention to you. They do play with you like a cat or a dog plays with you. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're super smart. And they're potty trained. They go in the corner of their uh, their uh, cage, uh, no matter where they are. Like, if my ferret was out of the cage and had to go to the bathroom, he would run up his little ramp and go to the corner of his cage and go to the bathroom and then come Oh, that's out. really cute. Yeah. Hmm. I shouldn't say cute when he's shitting, oh. but like it's it's cool that he's no, but it's like, cool you know he they, he, yeah, he goes I, yeah. away so he's not like you know in his right. living space. Yeah. That's smart. No, I'm getting tired, yeah. so I mean, I'm using the wrong adjectives. No, it's, <laughs> it's all cute. Good. He's shitting in the corner. Wow, look at that. <laughs> all right, uh, T types. Um, check out hip hop artist Sunrise Above. Late '90s old school flow with lyrics so unapologetic. I'm surprised he isn't censored. Uh, off streaming platforms. I will have to check that out. Oh, okay. Sunrise above. Let me let me just quickly uh, type that in so I remember. All right. Uh, what's next? Let's see. All right. Uh, Miss Siren with a super chat. Birds are not easy. They can be like two-year-old kids and need attention. Two-sided tape keeps the cat away, along with big beaks, claws. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, just, I don't want to so test it. Yeah, and my, my so cat and my loud. dog are still trying to get a, get along. Yeah, yeah. Jay Cass with a five dollars super chat. Did you find any dead bodies at the Riverwalk in San Antonio? It's been weirdly common here in San Antonio the last couple of years. No, I did not. Mm. I did not know that. And I gotta say, I went to Austin. I thought it was it was nice. I didn't like. I I didn't. You hear that Austin's like a big city, so you assume like, oh, it's, it's a big city, but it's really not set up like a big city. It's very much still under development. Like someone said, it was it's like maybe like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, like twenty years ago or something. And I, I guess that's that's sort of accurate. Like nothing's walkable. You got to drive everywhere. Um, it, it's it it didn't feel like a city in the way I think of cities. Hmm. Um, but San Antonio, I really liked. Uh, I got to visit the Alamo in honor. It, it, actually, I did have a short but emotional experience at the Alamo after decades uh, since I was a child. Uh, referring to the Alamo, thanks to Pee Wee Herman, my uh, one of my favorites, 
and you know the whole if you peewee's big adventure the alamo is a huge part of that movie and back when paul rubens died they thanked paul rubens for making the alamo culturally relevant to a new generation of people because of that movie hmm. um so that i was that meant a lot to me to visit the alamo but the the river walk is i thought it was beautiful i really enjoyed san antonio because that whole area i to me, that was like a city, a beautiful like mm. city, bustling with people and, and lights and cool-looking stuff. I liked it, um, but I did not know about all the dead bodies. But you know what? <laughs> we, we we got we got people swimming with the fishes in the Hudson. So I mean, it's nothing nothing new here in New York City. Yeah, that's God. That's weird. Another one for you. Here. Uh, Danny man with a uh, uh, super chat. Uh, will Al, uh, will Gen Alpha be the new Gen X? Is that is that the 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 the, the kids after uh, Gen X? Is, yeah, is that, my, is that my is that my your kid, kid is Gen Alpha? Not? Yeah, are they? Yep. There might be uh, a new name by. No, they by are the Gen time. Alpha's demographic born in the early 2010s to the 2020s. Yeah, my kids were born in the mid to late 2010s. They are Gen Alpha. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're going to be even more online than Gen X. I mean, these are kids who, from 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 the womb, they were using my 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 kids started swiping on tablets when they were months old, not even years, months old. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's how my nieces and nephews uh, nephews are too. Uh, Logan Hill with a ten dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Um, how do we get the message out to people to show up for down ballot if they can in good faith vote for Biden? How much does strong Dem Congress hamper a possible Trump presidency? Well, I mean, obviously, they can't pass bills if there's a Dem Congress. Uh, I mean, Trump obviously can <coughs> do other harm. Uh, executive orders. Uh, he will be the commander in chief uh, in the same way, you know, in terms of Israel, Palestine, uh, like I said, I don't think there's much daylight between how the two would handle the situation right now. But I do think there's a, a little bit of a difference at the very least in how they would handle whatever comes after. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think you don't even make that argument. I think you just make the argument that you have to vote strategically and whatever that means to you, whether that means voting down ballot or whether that means holding your nose and voting for the Democratic candidate. That's how you explain it. It's voting is strategic. And I explained this too. I said this on my stream too, and I think this is a good way to, uh, I think this is another good way. Um, <clears throat> Joe Biden losing the election is not a way to make him pay. Because the sad fact is, for, for what's happening to the Palestinians, because the sad fact is, and this, go, this, 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 this works for every politician, a politician losing an election really doesn't matter to them on a personal level for the most part. Mm. They will they they will probably make more money not being uh elected. They will just go back to their big home and live a retire Joe Biden will be retired. He'll live a wonderful life, waking up whenever he wants, spending time with his wife, going to the fishing hole, whatever the fuck he does in Delaware. Uh, it's not a punishment for him to lose. It, it's just not. Um, 
the way to there's there's other ways to make Joe Biden pay for what he's letting happen to the people in Gaza. They do care about their legacy. They do care about the ability to go out in public and like have a nice dinner with their family and not have people shout at them. Like this is the stuff that matters mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Him losing the election, you don't give a shit. You're not punishing him by making him lose an election. He doesn't give a shit. He's like I say, he's make more money. He's gonna have less stress. He'll probably live longer too, not being the president. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly. So you know, strategic voting means voting for who will cause the less harm to the most marginalized and vulnerable in this country. And so, you know, that's how I look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. All right. This one is actually for me. I got another. Uh, so this is from Soren, $5. My dog's name is Willoughby, and I call him Weasel Beat. Not cringe, right? Um, I think it's an appropriate level of cringe. Uh which is, which is good. I, I think it's fine. Uh, this one's for you. Uh, for Resto with a super chat. I just read an article that police departments in the Bay Area, Cali, near San Francisco, are so understaffed that one department is offering $75,000 signing bonuses. Well, fuck. Uh, take that sign. It's a sign up. Take the signing bonus. Stay on for as long as it takes for them to give you the signing bonus. Uh, and then just a cab resign <laughs> and peace out and take your 75 K signing bonus, whatever you made while you were there. And then literally while you're working as on the police department, just look the other way for any sort of uh, small bore, like broken windows crime. Just <laughs> that simple. And the next one for you. Oh, fart gas with a super chat. Poopy fart. You know, if every super chat was like that, I would make the money that I make, and also we'd get out of here in a few minutes. These are great <laughs> super chats. Uh, and another one for you. Carrie Shaw with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much, Carrie. Birds live a long time. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They do. Yeah. Okay, this one is for me. Uh, Evan Christensen with 499. Thank you, Evan. Uh, the Department of Labor, FTC, and judges are so critical for workers and minority communities now. And if we want a chance to fix this in the future. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's another argument in favor of like strategic voting, right? Because the president is not just the president. He also appoints people. And who are in those positions, like the NLRB, it really makes a huge difference. So, yeah, I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, so we both got this one. This is from uh, Poopy uh, from Fart Gas again. Uh, on, let's let's, let's read it together. Wait, wait, let's read it together. We start with the username, and then okay. we we read the super chat. Ready? One, two, two. three. Oh wait, this, we should say gas. this is from Fart. This is from Fart Gas. Poopy butt. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. This, this is from, is from Fart, from fart gas. gas. We're not doing it. Poopy butt. Poopy <laughs> butt. I thought we would be in unison. I thought it would be beautiful harmonies. I mean, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know how to me? perform poopy butt better than this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and that's it. That's it? We're done? That's it. Well, it only took an hour? 
We're getting out of here early not, again. Not, not even not even a three hour stream. Yeah. Quick, some, someone send me more money. Quick. No. <laughs> oh wait, I got a few Twitch. Hold on one second. Okay, I'll, I'll uh, log on to Twitch too really quick and. Uh... Over on Twitch, we got um, let's see, uh, Strat, Stan Rolette, subscribe with Prime. Thank you so much, Stan. Tiny Panda Three, resubscribe with Prime, subscriber for eight months. Thank you so much, Tiny Panda Three. Valinova cheered a thousand bits. Can you guys get Robert Scavarla on to talk about the right wing getting into UFOs? What? Yes, that sounds good. That does sound uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Robert Scavarla. Let me hold on, let me write that down too. That actually sounds like a do doomed episode. Honestly, hold on. Um. All right, and then Looney Tunes nine thousand subscribe for one month at tier one. Thank you so much. As always, folks, you could become a member at youtube.com slash Matt Binder. You can um, uh, uh, sign up uh, over at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Matt Binder. If you got a Twitch Prime subscription to use, that comes free with your Amazon Prime subscription. Um, and, of course, patreon.com slash Matt Binder to sign up to financially compensate me as a monthly subscription every month so I can keep creating wonderful content and hopefully create even more content real soon. Um, oh, I just got two more super chats. Mm, yeah, I see that. Begging works. Uh, T types the super <laughs> chat uh, at nt one f at and uh, oh my god, I'm having a mental block. That's the uh, why can't I remember what that's called? Can you help me out? I'm having a. a, a delay. I have no it's idea. Delay. It's the 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 hammer and uh, uh, well, the the uh, oh oh. <laughs> The yes thank you <laughs> i'm having a real mental block right now it's late it's almost midnight Infiltrate oh, i was the looking police. at the nt1 i'm like what nt1f what oh antifa oh and, my god it may, oh my god saying it out loud helped oh, oh my god hammer and sickle thank you folks uh antifa and hammer and sickle infiltrate the police and spend those bonuses on redacted yes that was a really good super chat and i just fucked it all up i'm sorry t-types <laughs> I, I wasn't very helpful as well. It's late, so my brain is mush now. Last one. Uh, Je Jennifer McKinnon oh, no. with a $10 Canadian. Thank you so much. I thought I watched you guys for the politics, but tonight I realized it's for the pet stories. Lance half falling out of his chair about the tiny dog dying in the recliner was a sight to behold. <laughs> I mean, that's, cra that's crazy. Even I was like, what? Are you serious? It's just that so absurd. Crazy. I mean, it, it honestly... It, it seems like a setup on an episode of Seinfeld, doesn't it? Like, it seems like, like, the it, dog died in the recliner! Like, and Costan <laughs> George Costanza did it. It was his boss's dog. He can't, he's going to get fired from his job. Uh, Jerry, the dog died in the recliner! I mean, it's, it's, it, that's what it feels like. It's, it's, it feels like a sitcom. Yeah. It's sad, but it, it's just, yeah, insane. Uh, okay, so this one is for me. Logan Hill, $2. Okay, last one. Sleep well. Thank you so much, Logan. Uh, and we have another one for Matt Bender. <laughs> Goblin friend with a super chat. Hey, Bender, my significant other is getting really into Squatch Pods and UFOlogy, and I showed him Brett Cooper and Benny Boy, and he suggested they are extraterrestrials. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they look so alike. It's insane. It's like they were made in a lab from the same DNA. Right. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, okay, so that is it. 
I have my Twitch set to raid uh, Ravana if you want to raid Ravana oh, oh, as oh, well. Oh, Ravana's on right now. That's that's perfect, actually. Hold on, let's raid. Yeah, we love Ravana. Ravana's not showing up for me, but she is on, obviously. All right, here she is. Mm -hmm. All right, ready? Yes. All right, folks. Here we go. We're going to raid Ravana. It's filling up. It's filling up. Are you ready to hit, ready to start raid or whatever? Let's do it. One, two, three, boom. We're raiding Ravana. All right, folks. We will see you next week. Take care. Peace.